big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Happy Friday, Sandy. Happy Friday. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. What do you got for us? Blake and Aaron. Blake and Aaron in the studio. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've got a couple of things going on in the community this morning. You'll hear it only here first. This morning, there's some unknown activity in the Windsor Park area as the police helicopter has been up for a minute. Circling. And everybody's messaging me asking, what's going on? The Iron Ching Ching. Yes. The National (laughs) Bird is at it. So as soon as we hear, we'll certainly advise everyone of what is happening. But keep keep an ear and eye out. Um, A DOT manager who's head of the UK and European office is coming under a degree of scrutiny. And apparently he will be going uh, under some sort of internal review after it was revealed by exclusive CMR sources that Adrian White um, has sponsored a under-16 hockey club with DOT sponsorship funds without declaring his interest in the organization. So not only does his daughter play for the team, but he's also the team manager, something that he did not tell his employers, which is the Department of um, Tourism. Oh, so he got Potential conflict of interest. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. There's a lot of conflict of interest on this island, though. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, they're trying to address such things. Mm. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be done. And when your employer has the procedures in place to ensure that it's not done, you should try to adhere to that. Yeah. So, so is that like a more of an internal thing or? At the, at the time, at this yeah. moment, yes, it's an internal investigation. Yeah. And uh, the Cayman Islands Fire Service and the Department of Environmental Health said that they're working in collaboration with each other to try to um, control heavy smoke that is emitting from the Georgetown landfill yesterday. And indeed, there's some people who had mentioned it to me that they thought something was going on because they could see some smoke starting to, you know, make it to the skies. And so they they haven't said that it's a fire quite yet, but they said they have received reports of uh, smoke emitting from the landfill. Mm. So basically they're taking some precautionary measures for the rest of today and they'll continue to monitor the situation. Well, I don't know. I, listen, I know nothing about landfills, but I know in mm-hmm. the States, landfills typically have pipes in them to allow fumes and other things to escape. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you could have a buildup of gases and things Yes. Um, in this pile of rubble, which could end up not well. Yeah. So I don't know if they have... I'm sure they have those, but I haven't seen them on that uh, mountain over there. Like, just yeah, I, mean, I think I think one of the problems is you know Mount Trashmore is so old that maybe some of those things that now are being done mm. um, haven't been traditionally done at that facility, and of course they've been trying to figure it out in terms of what to do yeah, with that sure facility. You need, have, you need to have exhaust fumes on that, or you're gonna have buildup of gases and in that mountain. That's gonna, garbage explosion. Yeah, it would not be good. Trust me. Not at all. And I'm I, sure they know what's going on over there I'm now. sure they got it under control. I don't actually. Right? I'm never going to. I'm right? sure Brexit will never happen. Okay. I'm done being sure about things anymore. I was just, <laughs> listen, I don't want to put it out there. I was just thinking the other day, just random thought really quick. Has mm-hmm. K-Man ever had like a really, really bad, um, like disaster that wasn't natural? I was going to say, Ivan, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. natural. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Like, I have to think about it, but I don't. I don't think so. And all the building, you know, the big yeah. buildings going up, and, and just the, you know, whatever. Don't be yeah. bringing that badness here. Knock on wood. Just, uh, uh -huh. I guess, actually, the um, the fire over at. Uh, I, I got. I've got to run. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. But you guys have. A, you guys have a good one. But I don't think so. All right. Yeah. We'll see. All right, you guys. Have a good one. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold hard truth Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct It's the cold hard truth Now, now Join the conversation on 345-936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626.
Oops, there we go. My apologies. I hadn't unmuted myself. OMG. Um, yes, I said today is Happy Friday, um, February the 3rd. A lot of you might be wondering, um, how did we get to February already? My daughter was asking me the exact same question yesterday, and I had to remind her of her little jingle that, uh, you know, how they learned the, the months of the year, January, February, March, and April. And I said, well, it's just the natural order of things that somebody decided to name the months and the month of February comes after January. And it's already February. <laughs> so she's like, why is it February? And I'm like, it, the first month went by pretty quickly, I must admit. So folks, happy Friday. Beautiful to be alive and to be well, as far as we know. All happy to be here. Oh my gosh, hold on. I'm trying to pick a, an overlay that actually makes a little bit of sense here. Um, mm -hmm. my head's still getting cut off in these. How are you guys doing? Let me send out my notifications to the WhatsApp group. Now, there was somebody who messaged me. I think there was two people who messaged me recently about being added to the WhatsApp group. And I know that I added one person, but to be honest, I may have forgotten to add another person. <laughs> So if you if you requested recently that um, I add you already, um, and I haven't, then please just resend me the message. Sometimes I get so many messages um, that I'll be honest with you, it is. Uh, challenging to to keep up. I do my best. And it's sort of like yesterday, I was looking for a message. I know the person sent me the message, right? And so I was looking for the message. And I thought, sometimes I have to backtrack, right? Because I don't have this person saved to my phone. So I said, oh, yes. Um, I know that they called me first before they WhatsApp me from the same number. So I thought, let me go through my call log from, what is it, Friday, from Wednesday to see who called me. And I was calling all these random people back. CNB was one of them. And they're like, oh, Miss Sandy, that's you? And I said, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to backtrack and find a particular number. They said, oh, no problem. And it turns out that the person didn't call me on Wednesday at all. They called me on Tuesday. So I had my dates, my days a little bit off. So I was able to eventually find the message. And, you know, if you've called me before and you've had a conversation with me, you're like, oh, Miss Sandy, you know, I need you to look into this or I need you to do this or blah, blah, blah. A lot of times I will say to you, especially if I'm driving or I'm on the road somewhere and I'm not able to jot it down because, you know, now I'm at that age where you're going to take notes, honey, chill, to remember certain things. And if I'm not able to jot it down, I then say to them, um, what's that mean? A message. Because then I, if I visually get a reminder and I see it, that will be my reminder to kind of follow up with the situation as well. So these are, folks, some, some tricks of the trade that you got to do when you get older um, and to help your memory remember certain things. So, of course, this morning, I think we're good on radio. Can somebody in radio just give me a shout out to make sure that you are hearing us okay? Uh, I remembered to press the right button this morning, honey chill. And uh, I'm sending out the show links as well to everybody in the WhatsApp group. 
because it's challenging. Somebody else was saying this to me last night that thank you so much, Jessica, confirming that we're good on radio. Somebody was sending me a message saying that um, sometimes they can't quite navigate um, finding me on social media. And, you know, depending on how you're getting to me, if you're using the Facebook app or using YouTube, um, are you going through like your Chrome on your phone? Uh, you know, if you have an iPhone, it's probably, um, what's it called? Safari. So I said, well, how are you getting to me? Let me know that first. And then I sent them a little video explanation, um, like a screenshot of how to actually do it from your phone, because there's a way to get right to the video section. If you guys need any help with that, let me know. And I can probably play it for you as well. But, um, Yes. And of course, somebody's calling me this morning and I have to wonder if they're trying to get on the show. So let's answer the phone. This is my private number. Good morning. Are you trying to get on air this morning? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's 7, um, 7.30 every morning, Monday through Friday. No, ma'am. Okay. No, Miss Sandra. No, I'm not trying to get on air. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm live right now. So don't don't say anything that you don't want thousands of people to hear. Oh, okay, ma'am. Okay, yes, yes ma'am. So, so I would like mm-hmm. to get information, ma'am, mm-hmm. on, on on the process mm-hmm. of following up mm-hmm. with the DOE mm-hmm. or the DOA about um about dog attacks. What happens? Oh God! What's the process of that, ma'am? Okay, mm, boy, that's a hot mess. Um, okay. Um, I will, I will, um, can you WhatsApp me a message Mm -hmm. and I will send you the person's contact at DOA that can assist you with that. Because unfortunately it's a collaboration between police and DOA, which makes it equally confusing. Oh yes. Yes, ma'am. Of course. Of course. There's one thing about Cayman that is confusion. Yeah. <laughs> we, yes, ma'am. We, we, we specialize in confusion. Yes, ma'am. But, but, oh, but that's fine because it's true. It's true. Yeah. We get gold medals in embarrassment mm. and just stressed and difficulty all mm. the time. Mm. It's sad, though, isn't it? I mean, it yes, shouldn't, it shouldn't it be is. that hard. It, is. <laughs> it really shouldn't be that difficult. But yes, just what's, what's up me on the same number? And I will put you in contact with the person who should be able to, from a legal perspective, tell you what the process looks like. I, now, yes, in, okay. in practice, that might be something different. But anyway, get the ball yes, rolling. Um, and I hope I hope you weren't attacked by a dog. I hope you're okay. No, no. Um, well, me in the past, um, yes, ma'am, I have about, um, about three or four times. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah, so. It's horrible. I was just talking about this two days ago. And how the, the system doesn't appear to be well-equipped with dogs. No, 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 ma'am. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, so... What a mess. Yeah, but I don't know what to do now. I, 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 um, I guess things would be different. Where do we actually start walking around with bats, you know, something to protect us mm. and our dogs from these wild dogs, mm-hmm. right? And, and... And these dogs that belong to people, but mm-hmm. the owners do not care. Completely irresponsible, yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yep, so, I agree. So I have been, well, my dogs mm-hmm. have been attacked about three times, or so four times, 
Mm-hmm. And I've called the police, and the police have done nothing mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And so I fenced up our yard. So my two little dogs are safe now and everything. But mm-hmm. the dog owners in the Newlands area still have their dogs loose. So that means that my dogs um, are still under threat, even if they go. Yes. Go out mm-hmm. by the garbage cans, by our cars. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. No, listen, I on Wednesday was talking about this because, you know, I as well have um, unfortunately had the same problem. Yes, and and I lost, I ultimately lost my cocoa. Uh, because of this. And it's something that is very near and dear to me. And it's something that I've been talking about for years. And I don't know why we can't get it right. Because we need to take a no-nonsense approach to this situation. If a dog bites a person or another dog, you confiscate the dog and you put the dog down. End of story, right? Um, Unfortunately, a lot of times it's not even being reported. And then you you start to take these people through the court system. And I don't know if the chief justice or court administrators are listening oh, this morning, um, but, but no, no, no. But listen, here's a suggestion I'm going to make to them. The same way that they have financial court, they have family court, they have drug court, whatever. Let's go ahead and set up an animal court because they would be surprised that if they did that, how many cases there actually are that could go through the family court. And one of the reasons why they do these specialty courts is for continuity. So when the matter goes to court, right, the judge is well familiar with the case because it's the same magistrate every single time. It's not three different people dealing with it. And then they know, oh, this person is a second time offender. This person is a third time offender. We're going to now have to deal with them differently. From a legislative perspective, our elected arm needs to update the animal law. They need to put a stop to this background breeding and make it illegal right? Because what they're doing a lot of times is they're inbreeding these poor dogs and the dogs don't have any damn sense. They're aggressive and they're completely out of control because of poor genetics. They're mistreating the animals. You know, we need better enforcement when it comes to, if you're charged with animal cruelty, that should be half a million dollar fine right there. Child, don't get me started this morning. But yes, I'm with you a, a thousand percent. And I just ask that you send that message for me and I will forward you the respective information. Yes, ma'am. And, 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 and I'm not sure why or how that the director of the DOA um, is doing nothing. Um, I saw that she got an award for doing something. Um, I think she should hand it back because... Who, um, who's, who's the director? I thought that was Mr. Um. Isn't it? Isn't it Gina? No, like she's D O E. D O A is, um, oh God, what's his name again? Uh, well, there's, there's Brian. Um, oh Lord, what's Brian's last name now? No, but that's not, that's not Gina. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Adrian Eswick. Thank you. There's it's Adrian fun. Eswick. And I think his deputy is Brian um, Krishlar uh, or Krishlar or something like that. But yeah, um, Mr. Eswick is the director. And again, 
I would have to agree with your position that he yes, could be doing more. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Yeah? They need to wake up. Yes, ma'am. They need to do their jobs. Yes, yes ma'am. They really do. They really do. So I don't know if... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what... Yeah. Um, it's 2013 now, and we still have these issues. We, we, we 2022. No, issues. not 2013. We're now in 2023. Oh, 2013. <laughs> 2023, Miss Sandra. Yes, yes, ma'am. It's early in the morning. That's why. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, child. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. time for change. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, so thank you so much. Yes, no problem at all, my dear. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank all right. Thank have you, a good day. You again. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Yeah. It's sad. I mean, it's the same issues. Um, it's the same issue, folks, um, over and over again. And, uh, you know, um, Yes. It's the same issues over and over again. And we have got to be prepared, folks, to um, really push for some change. And this is an area that unfortunately impacts a lot of people, right? Excuse me. Um, so imagine you can't even walk on a public street because you are fearful of being attacked by a dog. Nobody should have to have that type of fear. That's almost as bad as being attacked by these damn criminals. You have to be constantly looking over your shoulder. No, man, we, we, I would, I would love to hear from Adrian Eswick, actually. I don't think I've ever heard from him publicly. Um, I know he's attended some of these community meetings, but you know, you only reach so many people at those community meetings. Um, people, want to uh, hear from you otherwise, please. The people are begging you. That should be part of your job. Oh my God. The civil service and their communication needs a complete overhaul. I, give me, give me a second here, folks, because what I'm about to say, I want to really ensure is heard properly. So let me just take a quick commercial break. And um, I'm going to come back to you guys here in a second. Uh, my apology. My apologies. I've, I'm trying to take a quick commercial break, but I'm not, not quite ready for it. Um, so give me one quick second to cue something up here. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, yeah, yay. What a mess, I tell you. All righty, here we go. That's that's still that's still not what, what I was looking for. Oh my goodness. What is going on? It's Friday. Hold on. Let me hit that download button one more time and see where I actually saved this video. Ah, there it is. What a hot mess, I tell you. 
Yes. Y'all like, come on, Sandy. We know it's Friday, but get it together. Get it together, honey chill. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We getting it. We getting it. Um, you know, don't you hate when you save something on a computer and then you actually can't find it? Like, you know, you just saved it. And you're like, okay, I know it's there somewhere. And yet, it's hiding from me. What a mess. All right, let me see where this is actually downloading. Ah, mm-hmm. um, what, I, what I'm going to talk about here is, uh, oh, I wonder if this file type is a problem. Huh. Let me just have a look and see. That could be the case. But what I was going to say to you guys is that unfortunately, um, yep, it's the file type. Oh, good grief. Oh, it's not going to be important that one. All right, hold on, hold on. Uh -huh. More than one way to skin a cat. Oh, yeah. Oh. This cat might be too different. Lord have mercy. The file type on this is a problem. All right, that means that I have to redo this. All right, let's just play some, some nice relaxing music and I'm gonna be right back after this. My apologies, folks. Um, although my my situation, my nasal and voice situation is much improved, praise the Lord for that, um, I'm still dealing with a bit of uh, congestion, nasal congestion. So once it starts, I'm trying to address it as quickly as possible. And then I realized that someone sent me a file format that's a little bit off. But anyway, okay. So listen to this, folks. Um, th this is problematic. Because at the end of the day, the way in which um, civil servants communicate with the public needs a complete overhaul. They need to do better, okay? They are the moving force behind the policy for government. So we elect officials. You know, I want y'all to envision this for a second, right? We elect officials and we pay them a decent salary to lobby agitate, implement policy on our behalf, but they're not the implementers of the policy. They're the policy generators, the idea generators, right? So they get an idea that they would like to do X. They go to the civil service, their chief officers, their technocrats, their analysts. You know, they hire these analysts who are supposed to be subject matter experts within the civil service. Uh, they, they're familiar with human resources. Um, immigration law, this and that, and they put them in very 
specific areas. They either have years of experience, they should have a combination of both, and academic qualifications to make them the best candidate for the job. That's why they got the job, right? Then they will come up with solutions. And politicians say, right, we need to address the housing issue. How do we do this? Mm -hmm. We set up a housing task force. The housing task force comes up with potential ideas, right? They, they clearly define what the issues are. Then they come up with potential ideas. That is then put in a report of some sort, taken and given to the technocrats, a.k.a. the civil service, and you draft policy, right? They work in conjunction with the legislative drafters, who now, once, once the policy is set out, they have to formulate it in law so that it's legal to do the things that they do, whether it's creating offenses or fines or giving um, these government departments the right to be able to do what they need to do. And in all of this, the public, who is the ultimate beneficiary or customer of what government should be delivering on our behalf, we're sitting back waiting on things to be delivered. And in the process of waiting, what ends up happening, and this is really poor communication, that's, that is the bottom line. No other way to describe it. What ends up happening is laws are put in place, regulations are put in place, it's pushed out there with a single press release. And then the people are made to sit back and read a headline from either CMR, the Compass, or CNS, and come to your own damn conclusions. And the problem is, partly the people's fault as well, we're jumping to conclusions after reading a singular headline. But the bigger problem is with how the message is being delivered. Yeah? You do not deliver complex messages in a written press release and ask people like the Compass, CMR, or CNS to just print this and it's supposed to make sense to the people and they're going to get it. You've got to adjust the way you deliver your messages and it should be done way in advance of regulations, for example, coming into force. So I'm going to try to get my allergy tablet here this morning. Um, you know, I'll give you all an example that we've just been dealing with. This whole feral cats and feral chicken situation. It's no wonder you guys are confused. But how many of you understand that this has been discussed for the past 20 years? So even when the civil service says, well, Sandy, this is nothing new. We've been talking about this for 20 years. And I say, oh, yes, that might be true. But how have you been talking about it? The average person in the street do not know that you've been talking about it for 20 years because your messaging is antiquated in his 1980s style. Same thing with the national ID. That's 25 years in the making. And yet the average person on the street believes this is a new idea, a new concept. They don't even know that three, four successive governments have supported the national ID, um, you know, have brought it up as a bill. Some passed it. Y'all don't even know. Huh? The way people think 
and the way that they receive messages, folks, has changed since 1985. But the methodology of GIS remains on a 1985 model. So the way that they deliver their message is lacking. It's not efficient. It doesn't get the job done. And I feel like the entire civil service, quite frankly, is missing the boat and not understanding what needs to change. And in particular, the communications arm of government. They're just not getting it. There was like a memo that should have gone out to say, you guys need a significant paradigm shift when it comes to communicating with the people and you just haven't gotten it. It's sad, right? And because of that lack of understanding how to properly deliver a message, the time frame that you need to be able to sell people an idea, because this is all about ideas, folks. Get their buy-in, get their understanding. Takes time. And if you're not doing it at all, or you're trying to do it after the fact, so you send out your press release, the Compass puts up their inaccurate headline to garnish a couple views. Now you have to backtrack and try to correct misinformation. Do y'all understand how difficult it is to undo something, to correct misinformation? Because once the misinformation is out there, folks, it gets spread around like, I don't know what. Everybody's repeating the misinformation. And by the time the technocrats finally go, oh my God, we have a shitstorm on our hands. They're not understanding the legislation. They've gotten it all wrong. Meow, 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 meow. And then you have to undo and correct and blah, blah, blah. It is too late. It is difficult at best. Yeah. Then what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to give you an example of how you could better do it. And I'm going to give you an example of exactly what is wrong with the way in which the civil service continues to do it. Every single department has, every single ministry has a PR person. And in fact, most of them have multiple PR people. Yeah. This wasn't even my discussion this morning. They're taking away from a topic that we need to talk about, which is this bail situation. Because they continually are ineffective. And their ineffectiveness makes everybody look bad, including the elected arm. All right, let me show you something that DOT sent out. And I'm not picking on DOT, but when I saw this email, I thought, here we go. Unbelievable. All right, I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you guys an example here of um thank you. I'm gonna take one of these allegras this morning. Oh, this is the 12 hour one. Ah, no wonder I've been stuffy because I misread it and thought this was a 24-hour one that I had bought. 
So I should I should have been taking this twice a day instead of once a day. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So recently, DOT sent out an email boasting about tourism numbers. And I thought, oh, yes, this is, this is great. This is fantastic. This is Wednesday, and they say, for immediate release, Cayman Islands surpasses its projections for 2022 visitation. I just want to show you guys this email, yeah? Because when you see the email, you're going to get a sense of how the message is simply not being delivered in the right way. Yeah? All right, bear with me. For our radio listeners, you're going to have to just follow along based on what I'm going to tell you. Look at this. This is a three-page press release, right? They talk about the increasing numbers. They break it down. It's very well organized in terms of the breakdown. Air arrivals, right? Then they've got a graph, cruise tourism, looking forward in 2023. Now you tell me something. This is a three-page press release. How many of you are going to read this? If I copy and paste this, because this is normally what media does, we copy and paste this and put this up, okay? And we insert the graph. This is going to be a rather long article for you to read. How many of you are going to read past the first paragraph? You know how many? 2%. I know. 2%. If we're lucky on a good day, maybe 5% of you are going to get into the details of this. And yet, this is what they do all the time. Put a bunch of figures and numbers. Here's a graph. Great. Stick it up in a story. And when you see the story, all you're going to read is the headline. One of these days, I'm going to prove it to you guys. I'm going to put up a headline that has nothing to do with the story, and I'm going to see how many people actually read any of the context of the story. Breaking news here this morning, folks. Breaking news. Stand by. Let me get it. Let me get it for you. I need to have a little breaking news video. One of those. Breaking news coming in right now from Cayman Law Road. All right. Here's what we got going on, folks. I told you guys earlier, the helicopter has been up. A good deal of this morning from about six o'clock at least. And so now we know that apparently there's an armed police unit on Templeton Street. The helicopter remains up over Windsor Lakes. And so something is definitely going on. Um, I see somebody in the Windsor Park area actually sending me a voice note. So let me just see if that's meant to be played on air or what the situation is before I play it, okay? Um, so whether it's an Adrian Espick, somebody says Adrian's as useful as a screen door on a submarine. <laughs> Lord Jesus, y'all need to behave now. Um, you know, there, there, there's a lot that, that needs to be, they simply need to get with the times. And perhaps what they need to actually do as well is hire people who understand the new model of communication. Jeez, I'm peace. How hard can that be? 
but you see they're promoting people and giving people jobs and the people who are promoting and doing the hiring and giving the jobs, they don't have a clue either. So when you talk about a paradigm shift, those people are not ready for the paradigm shift. Meanwhile, me and you, Joe Schmo, are sitting here asking the government and the civil servants to please get your act together, will you? Anyway, we'll see if they ever get it together because I can tell you what, their inability to get it together is um, without a doubt, you know, really going to cause some issues for them and um, everybody else. So file cannot be found. Check the file name and try again. What a hot mess. So I think that um, unfortunately that is, that is the position. <coughs> My apologies. <clears throat> anyway, child, I could stay here all day trying to school them and it's probably not going to do very much good. <clears throat> so let me just leave that situation alone for now. Um, right. Save as MP4. Let's try saving this as a different file type. All right. My apologies. Couldn't save as MP4. Interesting. Okay. My brain is having to do multiple things at the same time. <clears throat> Trying to fix a little issue here in the background. Don't worry, honey, chow. The brain not too bad quite yet. Uh, honey, you remember to bring your lunch, right? So um, create proxy file. Yes. All right. So I think we're going to make going to go to the Honey. Yes, honey, chill. Um, ay, ay, ay. What can I say except, um, you know, we're here as um, community members. You know, I feel like we all have a role to play. And I'm trying my best to help the civil service and how even the elected arm, because God knows if they fail, you know, it's it's on them. But it's also quite realistically our lives that are um, being impacted as a result of their failures every single day. Listen to that poor man. He must not have listened to the show on Wednesday, but he's addressing and, and having some of the exact same concerns that we discussed. We were dogs. Even if they have an owner, the owner's taken no responsibility, right? For their dogs, making them room, attack people, attack other dogs. I mean, this is disgusting. And at what point will it get sufficiently addressed? And here he's saying once again, he don't even know who to call. Who are we going to talk to? Who are you going to call? Certainly not Ghostbusters. Honey, you remember to bring your lunch, right? Oh, come on. You know I wouldn't. Seriously? Popeyes? Hmm. Popeyes. Popeyes! Popeyes to the rescue again. <laughs> Mommy, I prefer this to your chicken anyway. Oh no, you didn't! K-Man doesn't just like that chicken. We love that chicken from Popeyes. Honey, you remember to bring your lunch, right? Oh, come on.
we are here begging these people to simply get it together. Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. I need to move on. I don't have no more time today for communication lessons and marketing lessons. I guess I won't have to start charging them for my services and my advice because, you know, advice don't come for free, honey, chill. All right, let's have a look. Good morning to everyone. Lots of people here today. So um, let me just read some of your comments. Oh, Lord. Things hot on the streets today. Let me see what's going on now. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. I cannot. I cannot. Oh, my God. Seriously? Oh. Listen to me, y'all. The things that aggravate me on a daily basis, I just have to sit down and just take a minute. This government, Premier Panton, Jay, uh, Minister Jay Ebanks, who's in charge of housing, you all need to do something about a situation. And I'm going to show you this here right now. This has just come into me. And funny enough, I'm not surprised at this because I am aware. Hold on here now. Let me try to find this message. Um, yesterday, this woman messaged me and said, um, Miss, there's a lot of discrimination that's happening in Cayman in the um, rental, rental market. And she, this person said, um, this was just yesterday, you know, hold on. Let me try and see if I can find a message on my phone. So basically what this is, you know, last week, I believe it was, we talked about people discriminating. In that case, it was against Asians. But if you think that we are sitting down here um, worried about Asians, when we're not worried about Caymanians, you better think again. We are worried about everyone being discriminated against. So listen to this latest one, right? No Caymanians. It's bad enough. This is what this person said. Uh, that's not yesterday. Hold on. Let me see here. I'm trying to find this specific message. It's bad enough that they can say no NAU, and you might you might kind of understand that. But they have taken it so much further than that. No Caymanians, they say. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Wow. And I have a screenshot of a person who actually, they sent this to me just yesterday, where they are trying to find a place they messaged this person and said, um, let me see here now. You know, they're looking for a place to rent. They say that they're a good tenant and all this stuff. And you know what the person said to them? I'm not renting to Caymanians. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show you all the message because I reckon... A lot of times y'all just don't, y'all don't even believe me. You're like, Sandy be making this stuff up. She looking for people to watch the show. So she just makes up anything. She's like one other talk show over there on social media who just makes shit up. I wish I had that kind of time and energy. 
So this message came in yesterday morning at 9.27 a.m. Let me see here now. Let me see if I can actually find the message. I've got the screenshot, but the person sent more stuff to me. Yesterday was what day now? That was Thursday. All right, let me see if I can find it. But in the meantime, let me pull up the screenshot for y'all because, I mean, it's just shocking and um, unbelievable. All right, so here we go. This is, this is what this message said. And they responded even more to the person. And the person, like, they don't care, honey child. No Caymanians. I was like, wow. <laughs> to be so blatant about it is where the problem lies. So here we go. Hello, thank you for your interest in my ad. Yes, it's available. If you don't mind me asking, what is your nationality? Excuse me? Say what? Are you serious? The person says, Caymanian, I'm a very quiet and shy person. I have a two-year-old daughter. I'm part-time in college and looking for solid um, part-time work unless my class, until my class is complete. Are you willing to accept NAU? They don't even respond to the NAU question. They simply say, I'm sorry, we're not renting to locals due to previous experience. All the best. Wow. Are you people for real? Like, uh, somebody said this is payback for no Asians. Say what? Are you serious? So you want to paint, if I I came to you, right? Somebody said they should disclose the name of the landlord. If I came to you and I said, I would like to rent your place, you mean to tell me that you are going to judge me based on your poor experience with other Caymanians? you got to be kidding me. When I could afford your little rinky-dink hole-in-the-wall situation, first of all, I wouldn't pay $1,100 for that piece of shit. But if I was going to pay that, come on now, you're going to tell me that because I'm a Caymanian, you're not going to rent to me? You know what? I'm going to do something here this morning. Y'all just hold on a second. Where is the person who messaged me yesterday? Oh, God. I'm ho- I really hope that this woman is listening to the show. Because I'm trying to find her message. Yesterday morning at 7. She messaged me pretty early in the morning. Because I want to let her know that, young lady, you're not alone. This is ridiculous and it's discriminatory and it's high time. Somebody at least starts with legislation because that's where it begins. You know, you can't change people who are um, xenophobic, prejudiced or whatever. But what you do is you start with legislation, making it unlawful and illegal for them to run these types of ads and not just run ads. But when you see them discriminating against people because all of a sudden you show up and then they tell you, oh, no, you know, uh, oh, my God, they they will let you know by their behavior that they're discriminating against you. Can you can you all believe this? Talking about um, we're not going to rent to Caymanians. 
I'll hold on one second here now. I can tell you exactly what I'm going to do. I'm trying to find the young lady's message. Young lady, if you're listening to the show this morning, by all means, please send me a message so I can find your message back. Because there was, there was actually more to what she was saying. But yes, I mean, imagine I'm not going to rent to Caymanians because apparently y'all are all the same. That's essentially what you're saying to me. Right? Um, this, this is, is this the same one or this is another one again? So this one is by some captured moments. I don't know who the hell they're supposed to be. Again, no Caymanians. Mm-hmm. The person even volunteers and says, I can send you references from some professional people who know me well. No, thank you. And all this young lady can say is, okay, thank you for your time. She's lucky. Because the response from me would have been a little bit different with your prejudiced self. Hold on one second here now. I'm interested in this apartment. Hmm. Let me see. Let's see what rat hole this one is into. Hmm. Yes. Because all Caymanians are clearly the same. All right, here's the phone number. I want to see what this person has to say this morning. Mm-hmm. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning. I'm calling you about your um your ad at Cayman Home and Kids for a rental facility. Mm-hmm. Room for rent for seven fifty. Mm-hmm. Is it still available? Yes, it is. Okay, when could I come and see it? Um, let me just check our schedule and I will give you a call back. Your schedule. So you have that many people looking to see it? Yeah. Really? Then why is it still available? I mean, seven fifty is a pretty good price. Can I ask you why your ad says no Caymanians due to a previous experience? Mm-hmm. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. And guess what? That voice sounds like a Caymanian to, to, um, to me. Did y'all just hear that? Didn't that person sound like a Caymanian? Well, I got called them back. Hmm. Really? Let's see who this person is, because they got some nerves. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but the person you have called is unavailable. Please leave a message after the tone. So, um, she certainly sounds like a Caymanian to me. And, and she has the nerve and the audacity to talk about no Caymanians. But you see... She was already starting to catch the voice, y'all. I got to try and get me a voice change around here. Because as you could see, she was already catching on when she heard that famous, although it's kind of raspy today. Oh, well, we have to check our appointment book and get back to you because we got so many people trying to look at this hole in the wall room. Yeah, right. Right? 
Y'all are something else, man. I mean, truly. No, sir. Good morning, caller. Hello? Yes, Hi. Yeah, um, what about that voice? That voice sounds really familiar. I don't know who it is. If it if it the case that it the person I know, boy, it's Jesus Christ. They have a lot of people on this island that is very prejudiced, by the way. <sighs> There's a lot of people on this island that is very prejudiced. Let me go inside with my chicken. They yeah. make some noise. Your, your, your chicken and I, feeding this morning. <laughs> yeah, and I ain't feeding them this morning. What you sorry to do this morning? You better be careful. Them chickens can be yeah, you know? They had cats, they were eating the food that were left behind. They eating the food for the so, cats. You see what I'm you, them chickens not much trouble, you know. No, no, the cats I'm not feeding the cats, I'm feeding the chickens, but the cats decided to come last night. Well, listen, you don't have a cock fight versus um yeah, yeah. <laughs> versus a puss fight. Yeah, you have some real trouble on your hands. But, my son, the, the, the thing is about it, right? We got the same type of people working in our government right here now inside our and the entities. They are holding back people because of how they look, because of how they talk, because of how they, 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 they carry themselves. Suppose you have a little bit more pride than how, you know, you expect me to have. And, you know, they, they have people like this look at you and they just despise how you look, despise who you are, despise how you act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't like Caymanians because we probably have a little bit too much rights. I don't know if they feel so, but yeah, that's what's going on right here now. They don't want Caymanians because they feel like we got too much rights. Well, and listen, I think it very unfair. But excuse me, young man, that sounded like a Caymanian to me. So it's our own. Yeah, but this, is the thing. but this is the thing I'm telling you there's people in the government that is working for us as civil servants mm-hmm. that are prejudiced towards each other. They don't even like their own family because either they're black or they're white. This whole entire prejudice scheme that's going on in this island, we're becoming Americanized. And I hate to say it, but it's sick. It's very sick. And they call it as a Christian country. Might as well just leave. I'm not trying to start no hate crime thing, right? But the people on this island hate each other because they see better in people that favor for them. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'm going to splur it out today. Anybody else want to start talking up? It's it, it, it happening on the island. We're being canceled out because of how we are, how we look, what our name is. But you don't know about it. You know, right now I get criticized just because I look like a Spaniard. You know, don't give me no privilege like how a Caymanian should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do it with everybody. I, I, would, I mean, everybody. I would love to know. Who this person is? Their telephone number is 922-2737. So who, who is this Caymanian? Somebody talking about they need to go back to their own country. Where would that be? West Bay? I mean, Georgetown? About it, right? We have a lot of Caymanians that live here in this island that people don't know that are actually more Caymanian than they are. Ridiculous. You know, like I have a Spanish background. I look like a Spaniard. I don't talk like a, I don't know if I talk like a Caymanian or what, but I might talk like a Banakan or something like this. I got Honduras bloodline in my blood running through my veins and Caymanian as well. That got Cuban in it. 
And I got Jamaican family. Uh-huh. I got family in Italy. Well, got family I mean, in United States. Like, like, like most, like most Caymanians. You're, you're a hodgepodge of something, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. And then the worst part about it, I got the Spaniard in me. So I'm not going to have the same type of attitude like how a regular Caymanian got. What I supposed to be really kind and get pushed around. Smiling in people's face, drinking coffee with everybody. Nah, I'm sorry, yo. We live a little, a little bit more private than that. Mm. Well, nobody know other than the kind of coffee that I drink. Mm-mm. Thank you, my dear. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know where this woman's supposedly going, but it sounds to me like she must be going Windsor Park, West Bay, Central, somewhere about. Because she is a Caymanian. That, that voice can't hide Nina. So I don't know. Y'all tell me. Every, you know what? Nobody should rent this, this room from this woman. Honest to God. Somebody else said they called her as well. And she said no Caymanians because, because a Caymanian or maybe even two Caymanians have destroyed her place before. So you think that an American couldn't come in there and destroy your place? A Filipino couldn't come and destroy your place? A British person couldn't come and destroy your place? A Jamaican couldn't come destroy your place? So this guy who's listening to the show, he said, I bet she would rent to me. I believe you're American. Scott, you might have to correct me. I don't even know. I think you're American, right, Scott? He says, I bet she'd rent to me. He says, tall and white. There we go. Unbelievable. Mm-mm-mm. What a mess. I tell you. So uh, one person said they called no Caymanians because they destroyed the place. And um, she, the person says, it sounds like someone that I know. Well, I'll tell you what, the voice sounds very Caymanian-ish. Good morning, caller. Yeah, morning. How you doing? Not bad. How are you? Yeah, yeah. It, I think I think we mustn't um take these kind of things personal, you know. Me, me, me. That's 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 what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's them people place. They got a rights to rent it to who they want rent it to, and who they don't want rent it to. She said, "Okay, manian, rack up the place already." Let it me, could have been anybody that was they got a they got a deposit to, to fix it back up or whatever. But yeah. I mean that's that's when people place. But let me ask you, let me ask you a question, right? You're right, when somebody owns something, they have a lot of liberty to do whatever basically they want with it. But instead of putting out an ad that says no Caymanians, no Jamaicans, no Asians, no this, no that. Why don't you just put criteria in place so that you can properly vet people? Because anyone is capable of destroying your place, not just Caymanians, right? She can get a yardie in there that not used to nothing from Tivoli Gardens and he go up there and mash up the place worse than the Caymanians. So you can't judge yeah. someone based on their nationality, their skin color, their sexuality, their creed. Which part of the neighborhood they're from, the district that they're from. So it's just like on this program, I say all the time, we are equal opportunity 
offenders in the sense that I don't care who you're from and I don't care who your mom is, your dad is, and I don't care where you're from. If you're engaging in certain behavior, we're going to talk about you. But it is the behavior that's the problem, not where you're from. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, and, of and what America? They, I don't know who she ran into or who she ran into in the past. But the vast majority of Canadians take care of people things. What American does, you don't see there. Um, they, they, they vet, vets there. You go for an interview and they check your, you got right. your financial records and everything that you got to wake all up. So, I agree with that, but I mean, is 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 some 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 people just don't just don't think all that. You know, they just they just telling that they just telling it straight because you know they want people that got that working that got that can pay the that can pay the rent and everything because most likely if you're 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 a foreigner, especially if you're on permit, you got a job, so you got you got you got most likely likely pay the rent, especially the couple a couple of weeks ago they had that they wasn't renting to no um to no Asian people. And Asian people are good, good, good people to pay the rent, you know. So it's it's what I say about those people. I just, I just, I just leave them people alone. Don't go around them because it is 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 better here, that you who they and you know exactly who they, that I, you don't go around them. Yeah, and I appreciate that perspective. But here's the thing: you remember this the the quotation about when you sit back and do nothing. When it came for the Jews, I did nothing because I wasn't a Jew. Right. So last week they were coming for the Asians. None of y'all were business with that because you're like, well, I'm not Asian. What do I care? Now they're coming for the Caymanians. Who's going to be next? It is a matter of principle. You cannot discriminate against people based on those criteria. So when they came for the communists, yeah. I didn't speak up because I wasn't a communist. When they came for the socialists, I didn't speak up because I wasn't a socialist. When they came for the trade unionists, I didn't speak up because I wasn't a trade unionist. When they came yep, for the Jews, the for me. I didn't speak up because <laughs> I wasn't a Jew. But guess what? Yep. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak out for me. We have got to change yeah. the way we think. This is not yep, yep. acceptable. And if it means yeah, that's that these true. I mean, I, can, need to elevate. I appreciate your, I appreciate your, uh, your point of view and bringing this, bringing this to light and everything. But then I'm just, I'm just adding, adding that side, that side of the story to it too. Right. You know, that that's just, that's just how it, how it, how it is. I mean, that's them people things, and they got away. If it's too far, they might be taking it too far now. Like what you saying now, you know, it's um. Is 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 touching on the line of being being racist and all that, but there's a lot of that unfortunately going on in the Cayman Cayman and nobody, well, nobody, nobody to protect to protect us, and uh, we can't even is, look like we can't even protect ourselves. Right. Well, this is so, a problem. We need to start speaking up. If you yeah, if you can't speak yeah, up, true. if you can't speak up yourself and fight for yourself, you always can't expect other people to do to do the fighting for you. You have to want yeah. to change things as Caymanians. I am saying. We should set a minimum standard both in law and in practice where nobody can run a job ad, nobody can run an ad for housing or anything of the sort that discriminates based on any of those criteria, including nationality. 
Well, I tell you, look, look at it. Look at it this way now. You right with what you're saying, and you know, I agree with you. But look at it this way now. They could, they don't run the ad, and then they still feel that way because if if it is, if it's in somebody, it is it's is 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 in. Some of the people you, got you start... a job too, and they don't want you, and they don't want you walking yes. with them. You know, like but you, you have big, to start... all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. And I completely agree with you. And there's always discrimination, no matter. Sorry. No matter how you try to adjust, address it, but you start with addressing it in some fashion. So they can't be so blatant with the discrimination. And then people's mindsets start to change. Like maybe this lady is actually listening to the program this morning now that she's been called out. And she's thinking to herself, oh man, I could have worded that differently. I could say, you know, maybe I need two months deposit. Or I could actually get references for my tenants. Because you can't be, you cannot judge a tenant based on nationality. Yeah, yeah, all of that too. That's 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 what American does. That's what if you're smart, that's what you does. You 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 check the financial record. Give me your financial records and and everything. What kind of what what job you're holding? How much how much you make a month? Can you afford? That's like how the bank would do. That's what they, that's what them people in the states do. They checks you. They checks you completely. Yeah. To make sure you're not a criminal, you're not gonna criminal record and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. You know. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. All right, then I'll leave you there. I appreciate it. So, um, this person, uh, a couple comments coming in. Someone says, "Good morning." Um, talking about uh, cats and chickens. That's the least of our problems here in Cayman. Government needs to get serious and address the homeless and the mental health that is happening here. Uh, people renting needs to have DOE to check their place before renting, like how they do businesses. We've said that before as well. Very, very good idea. Check for bathroom size, size of rooms, access to the kitchen. Yep. Anything over $600 should be validated. Anything over that needs a license to rent. And in truth, it's a business when renting. Mm -hmm. You know, the Cuban government actually charges a tax on people who rent out their homes. I'm just saying. Um, all right. So we have some footage of what's happening in Winter Park. So just give me a second now to- Right around, like, I don't know why. Lord have mercy, I look, you know. Give me a second. Everybody's repeating the misinformation. Um, and by the time- Someone listening to me, hold on. <laughs> That's so funny. Hold on. I'm gonna pull this up here in a second. Um. So this person has sent me some footage. Um, of what's happening in Winter Park. So I'm going to get this up on the screen for you guys. Let me read some of your comments, folks, while that is downloading. Um, Lulu says, this is not true. Most non-nationals are afraid to get into trouble, so they don't usually destroy people's place. They know the risk is too high. Um, Lulu, none of this applies to most people because I do not believe that most people of any nationality go around there um, destroying people's place. It's always the minority that makes it bad for everyone. And somebody destroys your place, what are you going to do? Run to the police? And they're going to tell you that's a civil matter. They're on a work permit. You're going to go to immigration. They're going to tell you they don't care about anything like that. So you don't have any more protection, whether the person's Caymanian or not, to be quite frank and honest. Tyrone says inequality is happening in all areas. And it needs to stop. I'm a Jamaican. And it happens at your job as well. 
Jonathan says the person who wanted to rent the place, uh, did she say she was an NAU client? And we all know that they don't have the best reputation as renters, unfortunately. Well, again, it's a situation where you cannot judge everyone, um, although NAU is actually paying the bill. You likewise can't judge everyone based on that criteria. Like I said, I could understand the hesitation of not being, you know, not wanting to accept an NAU um, client. But y'all need to stop being so just blatant with your discrimination. It is actually disturbing to see that, in my opinion, it is on the increase. Magdalene says, I love that poem, Sandy. So appropriate today. Love this. Gabby says, exactly. Ensure that you're renting to responsible people, um, but they so money hungry that they're not doing their due diligence. Listen to me. You guys remember the Jamaican guy about a month or so ago who called, um, he was going to rent a place <clears throat> from this Caymanian woman, went there, and the place was so, he saw one or two little roaches and he's like, oh God. He put a roach bomb in, the, in there and the place was so roach infested that he decided, he said, miss, I'm not into that la nasty lifestyle. I cannot stay there. The landlord is a frigging Caymanian and her place full of cockroaches. The man refused to live there. Right? I have a domestic manager, as I like to call her. She has rented from people, Caymanians, that had the place so nasty, couldn't even give her a clean um, bed sheet on, on, the, on the bed that she was, in the room that she's renting. Promised the room would be furnished a new mattress and this and that. They give her one steam, that mattress that looked like it's about 20 years old. And those are Caymanians. You cannot judge people based on where they are from. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Um, the whole housing rental um, debacle. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing needs to be reformed. Yes. Because it, there's there's both sides. Yeah. Yes, you have renters destroying people's place or whatever, but as you can see, there's discrimination. And then when it comes to NAU, you have people that take advantage of NAU clients. Some people only rent to NAU clients. Let me yes. tell you why. Because they have a little shanty house that's probably not even passed by planning. And they probably cannot <laughs> rent it to anyone else. Yes. That's and they're right. renting it to NAU clients that's right. for the maximum amount that NAU will pay, the which Lord. is like twelve hundred now, maybe. Yes, girl. And that place Thank is you. probably worth two hundred dollars. Thank you. Thank you. So, but then there's a catch twenty two because if if government or planning or whoever goes and says, okay, these places are not, you can't, they're not habitable because they're not passed, they don't have electricity or whatever, then where do those NAU clients go? Because nowhere else will rent to them. But should there so not the, be a minimum standard of housing for safety and other definitely. reasons? There should definitely be. But that's what I'm saying. The whole thing needs to be reformed. Yes. There has to be things in place to say you cannot discriminate. Yeah. Whether it, the person is an NAU client, Caymanian, whatever, you cannot discriminate. And, and then there also has to be on the other side where where people who are renting properties need to be regulated as well. Amen. Because their properties should be inspected. That's right. They should, 
they should be up to a certain standard. Yeah. So the whole system has to be reformed, not just one side of it. Yes, I agree. It's 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 ridiculous. Like <sighs> it it's you would be surprised the places that NAU clients are are forced yeah. to have to write mm-hmm. because they have no other choice. And I, and I've and seen the landlords are taking advantage. That's right. I've seen it with my own two eyes. Me too. Very very sad. Thank you so much, Carla. Thank you. Some some salient points there, folks. And I have to wholeheartedly agree with that caller. I have seen it during um, COVID, during the lockdown, right? I went to, um, there was a young lady, bless her little heart. Um, she was in transition, uh, had just gotten into a new NAU place. And she messaged me and said, Miss Sandy, I don't have any food, um, you know, I've got into this place to rent and I don't have any pots and pans or anything like this. And I said to her, you guys remember this, who's in, who've been in my WhatsApp group for, for years now. Cause I sent out a plea here. We are in the middle of lockdown. Now here's the thing as media, I did have a pass. I'd applied and got a pass where I could be out on the streets um, during, you know, the, the time that was permitted. So of course I send out a message because I only had so many things in my fridge and whatever, and I can't give away everything I have. So I said, listen, anybody has, you know, what would be easy for her? Probably like pastas, something she can just boil, put some cheese on it, have something to eat. Because it was also a public holiday weekend. I can't remember which holiday it was. People like Beth McField messaged me because she's on the WhatsApp group. Say, hey, Sandy, um, I can give her, what did Beth donate? Child, I think Beth had all kinds of fresh foods and stuff that she had. She's like, okay, I can donate some eggs. I can give this. I can give that. So I ran by Beth's place. She left it outside on the porch. I picked it up, put it in my car. I picked out a few pieces of like, I think I gave her like two or three pots, right? That I could say, you know what? You can just keep these. At least you can like fry a little egg and whatever. So when she starts giving me instructions now, it had to be in the in the core of West Bay child. I'm like, here we go now. Watch me go in and get lost and don't even know where the hell I am. So she's trying to tell me where she is. It turns out she was very close to the Bonaventure home, not far from the turtle farm in West Bay. I had to go down this little road and get to her. One little inkadinka place for rent. Paying $1,200 a month, as that caller said, because it's NAU and NAU clients are so desperate to find a place. Right? Government pays anybody for anything for their NAU clients because there is an extreme housing shortage. Okay. And I go in and I, I, you know, give her the stuff. I said, this has been donated. You can keep it. You can keep the pots, whatever, bought you a few utensils, not even nothing for the woman to cook, to scramble a little egg in. And then outside of her door, a couple feet, or two guys who looked kind of shady, I must admit, sitting there smoking pot. And I said, imagine now if this woman had a child. Thankfully for her, she was a single woman. But I said, imagine if she had a child or she was allergic to this. They sat down the smoking pot and God knows doing what else. But she didn't have a choice. There's a landlord in Baden Town. And sir, don't pick up the phone and call me this morning, you know. Because you have a horrible 
reputation. I'm going to go further than Satan bought in town, Balford Estates. And all NAU clients know this man. He has, for years, I've been getting complaints about him. Jamaican guy, but of course now got Caymanian status. And he knows the good money that you can get from NAU apartments. So next to his house, he has a slew of apartments set up that he exclusively rents to NAU clients. And he got them so scared that even when they're complaining about stuff, they don't want, you know, oh, Miss Sandy, you got to be careful how you say it, because he's so vindictive. And he'll come and shut off our water and do this to us and do that and be yelling and screaming at us. And we can't even play a little bit of music. And, you know, he's so controlling and all kinds. Of, I was like, wow. I mean, I know it's not their money, but you can imagine government paying $1,200 for someone to be living in a place for one little room. See, somebody say, yep, it's true. He's charging from $1,200 for a little room. And they can't even have a little peace and quiet from him harassing them all the time. Oh, the person say, but he's a pastor. Try and hush about them. Jezebel's or whatever the male equivalent is. Pastor, my rear end. You're treating people like they're subhuman. You know, we've been, I, I've actually been there. Because I've done an interview with a lady who, um, I'm trying to remember what happened to her. Um, oh, God, I can't remember now. Something it was with her baby or something. Anyway, as I get there, I see him coming outside, lurking around the place, looking at who's out there driving that car and what do you want? I was like, dude, your tenants can't even have a, a visitor without you being all up in their business? They can't have no privacy because of you? He's like the landlord from hell, but guess what? And a you client. Same thing with Miss Lucille. May she rest in peace. I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead. However, she wasn't the best landlord. By no stretch of the imagination. People complain. She has everybody in one meter. All of her tenants. Remember the, remember the woman with the baby? couple weeks old and she was having to go sit in a car to turn on OC AC because Miss Lucille had turned off the air conditioning and the people were sitting there with no air conditioning because one NAU client hadn't gotten their paperwork sorted out and were behind on their rent. She punished every single tenant. Good morning, caller. Yeah, Miss Sandra, morning. This is Aliano calling. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Well, all right. So, Miss Andrew, it's simply like this. I've been screaming this for the last few weeks, months, years. We as a country, we need to change ourselves. Right now, this is what's happening. You can't rent a place to Caymanians because they're destroying the place. And it's, and it's continuously building up to a point now where it's going to be to a point nowhere we can't go nowhere in our own country and rent nowhere we need to change it from our youth the young people and change the mindset you rent people place stop destroying it my father been renting places for as long as i can remember and it's been the same problem 
You got to take off the door hinges because they're not paying rent on time. You got the place full of garbage. You got stuff all over the place. They're destroying your place. So what do you think that does now to the landlord? I'm not going to rent that Cayman no more. So we need to stop being selective in our outrage this morning and look at it more objectively. What but is listen, creating this listen, problem? That doesn't mean that you should stop renting to Caymanian. You're trying to tell me that no, no other nationality has no, actually destroyed people? Please. I understand. I understand that. Don't mean to just jump off the deep end and say stop renting Caymanians also. But they're also going to build up to a point now where, look at it now. You go out partying, everybody fighting and fighting, stabbing and shooting. What will happen tomorrow morning? No more partying. Mm -hmm. Then we get mad. You go to the supermarket and you hear, oh, okay, man, it's got bad credit. They're not buying any food properly and blah, blah, blah. You can't go shopping neither. This all has a cascade effect, which constantly comes down the ladder. Mm -hmm. It constantly builds up to a point now where we cannot be selective in our outrage. Anyway, I don't know what else to say, but mm -hmm. we have to look at it more objectively. You rent somebody's place, pay your rent, stop damaging the place. Yes. And, and no, no one is here saying that people should be out there um, damaging people's property. Nobody would want that. My point is and merely this. You cannot pick a nationality who you can, you yeah. can swear by they're not going to damage your place. And the same thing, yeah. landlords are ridiculous. I, well, I that too. Some, listen, I know that some too. people. Landlords need to take a more objective stance and look at it from a listen, more. They need to offer value for money too. I know that. of people, right, who have rented places and they've been there for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and the landlord has never changed the mattress. You go to it, look like a yeah. dead person and sleeping on it. Well, Miss Andrew, ultimately, I know this much too. It always comes down to cost too. And it's material, the means to buy material to fix your place after these people destroy it. You're finding that you're now having to pull from extra resources just to fix one little room because you got a guy in your place, he not pay rent but in hello, five months. If someone has, if you have a tenant who has been there for five years and you've been collecting money and you're not making any repairs or doing nothing, you don't think that as, as a landlord, at some point in time, you will have to make repairs and do upkeep and whatever? There's simple wear and tear on property. Yeah, that's a given. That's you've a given. Got, you've got these landlords out there who don't want to do any of that, still charging premium prices as though their little place is a palace. Hmm? Anyway. Ultimately, it's like this. We as a people, we need to start with a selective outrage and change ourselves because this is something now that has come to a point now where it's problematic every generation coming up now. All right, my love. Leave me there. All right. Thanks so much. So, um, what a mess. It's an it's a inequality, unfortunately, um, issue. And, um, <laughs> oh gosh, sorry. Um, and I think that for the most part, sadly, um, the landlords 
have the upper hand. Yeah. I'm not saying that tenants are a joy either. Trust me. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. Um, I think personally, it, it is all around problems. Um, because to begin with, there are properties that government, meaning NAU, yeah. rents. They're pouring money into some of these landlords that they don't know how the people live in. They don't know the properties. They don't go around to check. They don't have a team that goes around and say, okay, you know, for instance, they would have a, um, a, a agreement with someone, someone leave and then other person, you know, for whatever reason coming in. I think in all fairness, um, with our money as taxpayers, they should go in before they sign up another lease and see if things are in order. Yes before they actually just throw away money the way they are. Yes. That's one thing. And um, Lalo, I, I my family does rentals for years, like I am and say, and we come across, you know, good and bad, yeah. whether they're Caymanian, Jamaican, Indian, whatever. Um, and, and and you're perfectly right. We have people that destroy it anyway. Spaniards, they get out on a, on a weekend and they're drunk and they come in they sleep and, and, and catch a fire, your mattress and, mm. and different things. So mm -hmm. it's all over. But I, I have a thing. I know we never used to have this reputation as Caymanians, but I find it now as a landlord myself, mm -hmm. it's, you, you try to accommodate them, but it's a simple, really not simple, it's serious. That why are we not the people that paid our bills on time because that's the most frustrating. Imagine now you have a place rental that's that's in um, the, the bank. And, you know, you have an apartment, of course, they build apartment based on, you know, an income or whatever. And then you have some of the saddest stories come up. You say, oh, well, you know, and we know that they lies half the time. Yes. But Kimanian does not, in my own opinion, we do not take seriously of living within our means, and not that no other nationality does it, but I think they think because you're Caymanian that we are not going to say anything. And a lot of time you feel intimidated by them too because, you know, they're going nowhere. So they go out there and they rat and they rave and they say all the worst things about you as a landlord. And then, you know, it's a, a bad picture painted. So it's it's a mix of things, but I yeah. think what they need to do is to get a rental board. Yes. Uh, like I say, we have rentals, and let me tell you something. I will never rent anything that I wouldn't sleep or live in. Yeah, right. Everything that I yes. rent, I gotta know. If I come home, like I'm home now, I gotta know that I can enter one of my uh, rentals and I could sleep in there, and I expect anybody to come in my place. And and sleep as comfortable and peaceful as I as I do. And of course, I rent to Caymanians because I had one of the nicest Caymanian young man that came and rented for me for years. And I, it was sad to see him go. But guess what? I was happy too because he was building his little house while he was renting, and now he could move out and go into his own. So I think we got to get a you know. Mm -hmm. A, a, um, a, a grip on it and pay our bills. Yes. The first yes. thing you should think about 
is your mortgage or your mm-hmm. rent mm-hmm. wherever you're going to sleep. Mm-hmm. So pay the bills. And I think all of this would be stopping. I don't know what happened to us that we, we get off on this situation or where we can just run up bills and, and don't pay. That's mm-hmm. not how we used to, that's not how we used to be. You know, so it it, it comes two ways, Annie, honestly. You mm-hmm. want to help our own people, but then you can't chop your own hand off to help mm-hmm. others if if they're not going to step up to the responsibilities mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that you know you you you're supposed to be doing. All mm-hmm. right, everybody, have a weekend. Good weekend. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. So, um, lots of comments, folks, on this one here today. Um, I see a caller calling in. I'm not quite sure if they're trying to call the show because, of course, they're calling my number. But let's see. Um, good morning, caller. Are you attempting to call into the program? Yes, ma'am. Okay, do me a favor. You can either call 936-BOBO or on this number, you can call via WhatsApp. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Yes, or if you want to call on this number, do it via WhatsApp. All right, no problem. Because then that way I have the WhatsApp app on the computer open and I can pull you directly into the show that way. Because otherwise I'm holding it and trying to do it on speakerphone, which isn't the best quality. Miss Hornsby, Elaine says, Cayman needs a rental board to regulate things. Gabby says, um, exactly, ensure you're renting uh, to reasonable people. But there's so many, so, so money hungry, sorry. They're not doing their due diligence. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Yes, sir. You, you hear me? Oh, yes. Loud and clear. Okay. Um, as a landlord myself, I can say that every nationality, you, you have your good and your bad tenants, right? Um, I've had Caymanian tenants that I, I actually have Caymanian tenants right now that I have not one problem with. And they have been renting from us for years now, right? They always pay their rent. They don't mash the house up. Mm-hmm. You barely even know when they're there other than when the car is parked, right? And these are Caymanian people that have children, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they control their children. They, they they keep the house clean. They keep the house nice. You know, we, we don't have, they don't, don't mash the house up. So mm-hmm. every nationality, you have your bad and your good, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had... Jamaican um, not, um, renters, they have been good. I have some that have been bad. They mm-hmm. left the house looking like a pigsty. Mm-hmm. I've had Indian renters that mm-hmm. I had one set that was good. And then he re- he recommended it to a friend. And the friend was a nightmare. He There was kerosene everywhere in mm-hmm. the kitchen. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but where I find that us Caymanians have, have started to go wrong is... It all starts with your parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Back, back in the, the times where we speak about where we came out, were never known for stuff like this, right? Mm-hmm. It was because our parents held us accountable. Our parents taught us principles. You know, they, they, they made sure that we knew what was right and what was wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas parents nowadays, whether they do right or wrong, they're standing in the child's corner, right? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for defending my children, right? But when they're wrong, they're wrong. You know, and a lot of parents, like, for example, I, I even have a brother that that that's how he is, right? He goes out there, gets people places, rent them, and then he don't want to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets kicked out, 
all he does is goes and move walk into his dad's house mm-hmm. and then go and then when he finds another place to rent again he move walk out there and pretty much repeat the same process mm-hmm. right me and him day and night cuz i ain't like that right mm-hmm. but that's him and no matter how i try speak to him no matter how my mom try speak to him it, 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 it goes to one area and come on to the next because he got it all is still there get up for him giving him money you know letting him stay there when he don't have nowhere to stay all these stuff right mm-hmm. back in the day that wasn't like that mm-hmm. right if you didn't pay that man rent and you keep telling your daughter you didn't pay that man rent your daughter will go and tell you straight you better work and go pay that man rent mm-hmm. or he would pay the man rent and then make you work back for it yes that's right right nowadays it ain't like that so no children and our younger generation they have no accountability now mm-hmm. you know and that's why things like this are now happening wow no so in our matter of nationality you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of how you were brought up pretty much exactly you know because you have your good tenants you have your bad tenants and like i say that every nationality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right carla thank you so, so much yeah, i appreciate yeah. it all right okay. thank you that's all i wanted to say no problem thank you so much all right, well. good morning uh oh good morning caller welcome to the program Hi, good morning. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm just now tuning in, um, and I wanted to ask what your opinion was uh-huh. building on the, not the previous caller, but the, the lady who called before him. Um, mm-hmm. In addition to our rental board, what are your thoughts on maybe having um, like a tenant slash landlord rating system where tenants are, they sort of have like a, I don't know, like a tenancy score and landlords are given like a landlord score. Yeah, I mean, and... listen, I think it's a great idea. Now, who's going to do it and manage it and and allow comments and how are you going to vet the comments to make sure that they're fair and all that sort of stuff? That well, could I be mean, a full-time you... job, just like we need a yeah. better business bureau on this island as well because there are too many rogue businesses out there doing whatever they want. No accountability. Well, I mean, if you if you were doing it through... um if you were doing it through the regulatory board that the previous caller mentioned, I mean, I don't see why they can't regulate it against um, a certain set of criteria. You know, tenants, you have a tenancy score. Do you pay your mm-hmm. rent on time? Do you respect the property? Do mm-hmm. Have you had any sort of, you know, criminal activity going on in the apartment? I mean, the, the yeah. higher your score, I mean, it could even be a market incentive. Like, I, I would rent, I would give, uh, I would award a, a really good tenant a lower rent because you can't put a price on a good tenant, you know? True. Um and then likewise landlords with higher scores, I mean they could I don't know. But don't don't encourage them prices. to charge I people just, anymore. Pardon? Don't encourage landlords to charge anybody anymore. <laughs> oh oh sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah. That 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 market is 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 listen, that takes care of itself. So we don't need them thinking Oh, they got five stars, so now they can charge another thousand dollars. <laughs> no, but no, but what I mean, no, but what I mean I is, like, I point. mean, you have some people who are no better than slumlord Sandra, and they're charging top dollar. Absolutely. Or and it shouldn't what is be essentially allowed. a hole in, hole in the wall, you know? Like they don't. They are. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there to see what your thoughts were on it. Thank you so much, Colin. I actually think it's a fantastic idea, and I think it could be done. In fact, if we had a proper tenancy board, right? Landlords would be subject to inspections. 
And those inspections would be something that could actually go into the rating system as well. Like you could see if the last government inspector said, oh, you know, they didn't have a fire extinguisher in the apartment. Um, the location of the door, because of course they never went through planning to get it approved. And the location of the door creates a safety and fire hazard. I mean, we can do this for an island this size. This is something that is manageable and doable. Require landlords to register and to receive a certification. In other jurisdictions, they would tax your behind. Like I said, in Cuba, when you rent out rooms to people, they tax you for the privilege. I'm not saying to tax people, but I'm saying let's have some standards. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. How are you today? <clears throat> Hello? I'm sorry. Very good. How are you? Okay, very good. Okay, thanks. Well, this is always an interesting topic. It's a narrow topic. It's a broad topic. Broad, broad side of it, the, 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 the discrimination part of it, you know, Caymanian versus non-Caymanian is, um, it's always there, but somehow it is, it is sometimes, I don't know if it is surprising, but just it's interesting to see how people can put an ad mm -hmm. and say no Caymanians and mm -hmm. have like be so brazen and, and imagine that there'll be no repercussions. Mm -hmm. And that is the problem in Cayman very often. People do that, and sometimes they don't really get any repercussions from anybody. Mm -hmm. Partly, it is the attitude sometimes to say, well, why do we have to make an issue of it? Uh, that's partly the problem. But, but partly also is a problem of lack of a legal mechanism through which you can deal with people like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so I think both things, the, the attitude needs to change. People need to be more strong and more outraged when that happens uh, so that um, they can come out and take some measures, but they need to be assisted by some kind of legal framework, which is easy to access. Don't tell people to go to court, you know, put, uh, you know, just, just to, to get into the off lawyer's office, you need $10,000 or whatever, you know, uh, there's need for a legal mechanism, which is easy and accessible. And that brings me to the next thing. Uh, I don't know if you've covered this. Um, you, you, you will remember, I think, that after Ivan, mm -hmm. uh, there was this big thing about some landlords still wanted money when the apartments had been damaged and mm -hmm. so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, to be fair, there were some some landlords. I had just come to Cayman then. Uh, there were some landlords who said, "Well, the, the apartments are not in good shape, uh, so uh, for two months I won't collect rent." And then when they had fixed a little bit, then you know, they asked you to pay uh, to pay some. So there were some landlords who were quite reasonable regarding that. Mm -hmm. But during that time, government decided that it was a good opportunity to deal with the issue of protecting particularly tenants. Mm -hmm. So they they drew up a Residential Tenancies Act. Yes. And it is date, yeah, yeah you remember that, 2009. 2009, and it still has not been passed. Well, it has been passed by Parliament, but it has not been brought into force. It has been force, into force, okay? yes, thank you. Thank you, that's right. Yeah, exactly, yeah, you, you know, yeah. it has not been brought into force. So, um, as a result, whenever um, somebody wants to find out what their rights are, they have to go back to the Landlord and Tenant Act, which was first enact, enacted in 1964, okay? 
And uh, from my quick check, it hasn't been amended since 1964. It might have had oh, maybe one little see. amendment. Wow. And, 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 and if you go to that act, Sandy, uh, uh, 1964 Landlord and Tenant Act, even when you read it, the sections, you will see that it is a very old act. It was probably based on some old English act, probably from the 1800s. Because if you go, for example, to section seven, mm -hmm. you'll find a section which has got like about 15 lines of a one block, one sentence, 15 lines. When you put in the proviso, it is another 15 lines. So you've got one section, block text, 30 lines long. That in itself tells you that even in 1964, it should have been quite old. It, it was probably copied from 1800 somewhere there. Lord so there is need, there's need for, for new legislation. In a lot of countries, as some of your callers have, have mentioned, um, what they try to do is, of course, they have um, a landlord and tenant board. Uh, the board has, has a website. Uh, it has, uh, um, uh, people can easily challenge things. There are forms on the, on the website which come from legislation. Whenever they've got a problem, they just go in, fill out this form and take it to the board. The board is, um, is an informal board. Some people are lawyers, some people are not lawyers, but they are trained in, in, in that particular area. And so it is much easier for people to resolve disputes. Somebody was telling me actually in some jurisdictions, you know the deposit that you pay, mm -hmm. uh, that it is not even kept by the landlord, but it is kept by a board, mm. because very often, mm -hmm. uh, very often, very often you find that, uh, particularly, I, I've experienced this myself. Mm. Um, when you are, for example, an expat, and you are about to leave, okay, and then you are you ask for your deposit, mm -hmm. your landlord will start running. Because they know at some point you have to leave, mm -hmm. okay. And 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 some people have tried to try to do that. So what they try to do is make sure that since they know the deposit could be a dispute, they put it with the board so that if you want to hold any part of it, then you have to justify to a neutral party as to mm -hmm. why you want to hold it, so that your case is automatically uh, within a judicatory authority. This needs to be dealt with, but I think in terms of a practical matter, um, I think the government needs to go back to that uh, Residential Tenancies Act, which mm -hmm. was passed by the Legislative Assembly, assented to by the governor, but has not been brought into force, and see if they can work from that to try and deal with some of the issues that you're discussing mm -hmm. today. Thank you so much. I thank you, Sandy. It's a good topic, Church. Thank Cheers. you. I bye -bye. appreciate it. All right, folks. So um, lots of really good suggestions coming through on this morning's program. Uh, let's read a few more of your comments here on the live stream as well. I tell you, Lulu says she did she did not say no Caymanians. She said no locals. We're all local. Well, no, um, the ad is actually up that says no Caymanians. Uh, Michael says no matter how, sorry, no matter the nationality, they still damage your place, speaking from years of experience with different nationalities. Magdalene says we need to fight for, um, we need to fight our own battles. Too much of us have discussions in the lunchrooms and behind closed doors, but when you call them to stand, um, you are there alone. Sandy, remember the fidelity pensions? Only a handful showed up. The persons that were having the issue 
did not show up. Caymanians need to stand up for themselves and know the power of the vote. Girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, during COVID, Fidelity, Fidelity was doing a horrible job. Fidelity Pensions was doing a horrible job paying out pensions. And y'all calling me, complaining left, right, and center. Oh, we need a protest. We need this, whatever. I go out there with a placard, organize a protest. I go out there. I wasn't even with Fidelity Pensions. And there I am standing there, right, trying to lend support to those people who bring impacted and the actual people, as Magdalene rightfully said, who were being impacted did not even show up. Y'all need to grow some in a big way too. Lulu says these landlords have been discriminating in um, like forever. If you have pets, if you have children, if you have an accent from a certain Caribbean island, if you're female, depending on what you work and depending on your salary, Landlords here get away with murder. Sandy, you're on your soapbox because of this one issue. For years, you've been hearing how renters here have been treated, especially non-nationals, and not one government administration has sought to put the landlord tenancy and unfortunately got cut off Lulu. Um, But to be very clear, the legislation was passed um, in 2009, somebody do the math for me. What year are we say we in now? 2009, and this is 2023. So that is, let me see, you know, 14 years we've had a law that has been passed and not brought into force. And the sad thing about it is by the time it finally comes into force, you might as well consider that it's already 15 years outdated. Isn't that, isn't that sad? And hello, who has been in power for the past 15 years? Hmm. Progressives. So they've had three or four administrations to do something about this. This one lays squarely at their feet and they have done nothing. And then here's the problem. When this legislation finally comes into um, play, they put regulations with it, right? Y'all gonna be upset about something here, there and everywhere. Because once again, the civil servants say, well, this has been around for 14 years, 15 years, 20 years. Haven't you guys been paying attention? No. The premier has it, I'm told someone said here, that the premier has it on his um, terms of reference for the housing task force. So he has set up a housing task force to look at all of these things, supposedly, right? So the housing task force is now going to make recommendations, and eventually that'll go into some regulations. Why aren't we having a broader discussion? Why isn't the government, who, who does this fall under? I know that the premier has set the housing task force, but doesn't it actually fall under Minister Jay? Why are we not hearing from Minister Jay about these landlord and tenancy issues, about affordable housing? Um, No, National Housing Trust. Have they kicked off the the GAMP, whatever the heck they call that program? I can't remember the name of it now. Go pom, 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 yan, whatever program. You know, where are we with these things? 
We're not hearing a word. And then they get spring something on us and be like, here you go. We did it. And then we're like, huh? Where, what bush did this come out from? Gabby says, I thank the Lord every day that I don't have to pay rent. This is stressful. Worse, I have children. Nosa would definitely have to leave this country. Girl, can I tell you something? I remember when I moved back to Cayman back in 1996. I had a landlord and she was okay. Miss Penny Bush was her name. I guess she don't came out anymore because I haven't heard or seen her in years. Anyway, she uh, managed to marry one no good Caymanian. There's a few of them out there. I hate to tell you. And he was at the time that we were renting because she lived right next door. At the time that we were renting, um, he he would drink a lot. So he'd come home. Functional alcoholic is what I call these people. The second he got home on a Friday, he had the case of beer and he just started drinking, you know. And it was a hot mess, honey child, because he would beat that poor woman. And then my husband would be trying to go over there. And I said, listen, I don't want nobody in my household going to jail, trying to defend a woman or worse, over this foolishness. We need to get the hell out of here. Plus, we had two dogs. And of course, you know, I always made sure uh, these were big dogs. One was 65 pounds. But you could come in my house and not even know that I had dogs because I'm like, listen, the dogs get bathed regularly. They get clean. You got to, you know, there's things you have to do when you have a dog. They require a degree of maintenance and care. But he was like the, the landlord's husband from hell. And I, I felt like Gabby. I'm like, let me get the hell out of here. I can't deal with this stress. He motivated me to go to the bank and to get a bank loan to be able to find a little apartment. Jim says some of these places should not be permitted as rentals. They're slums and slum lords. Agreed a thousand percent. Lulu uh, says, I had a Caymanian landlord that had hidden cameras checking my movements. I fixed him, got no proper. I fixed him good and proper, sorry, when I found out. Hidden cameras inside your apartment? Wow. That is probably a criminal offense. Jeez, I'm peace. Liana says rental board should have high standards. Maintenance should be number one. Being clean should be number one. Uh, run background checks on landlords with their finances. <laughs> Girl, listen, the landlords be complaining that, um, you know, all oh, the tenants not paying this. Not, half the time the landlords not paying for stuff either. Go back to the Miss Lucille example. I'm not trying to pick on her because, like I said, may, may her soul rest in peace. But she was complaining about these NAU clients and this, that, and the next thing. And then she made a mistake by lying to me and saying, because I said, listen, NAU has made some strides. They now have an automatic payment thing. You sign up for that. And as a landlord, they'll pay you online. And they say that that's quicker because it's just an electronic transfer. Have you done that? Yes, Miss Sandra. I applied and I never heard back from them and blah, blah, blah. I said, really? Well, you know me already. I'm like, well, that's not right. Bring, bring. Miss Lucille said she applied for this automatic deposit for her rental. And what are you guys doing? Why haven't you paid it? That person said, hmm, let me make some phone calls, Sandy. I get back to you. Next thing I know, she not telling you the full story. I can't tell you the woman business, but she not telling you the full story. I said, oh. Is that right? Somebody can have the audacity to lie to me. Knowing my investigative skills, I said, all right. 
And let me keep digging. Come to find out because she was in trouble with her own mortgage and not paying that. Although sometimes she'd get a $20,000 check from government one slap. She wasn't paying her mortgage. So she couldn't set up direct deposit because she wanted to get cash in hand, check in hand to be able to go to another bank, cash it and check it. So the one that hold the mortgage don't know. Y'all see the, hello. You see the ridiculousness? Landlords and tenants both need to get their shit together. Just as they have a deposit also, if there's damage, the landlord needs to repair the damage from that deposit and return the balance to the renter. They need to stop this judging of everyone by some. Mm-mm. It's a mess. Um, Rovina, good morning. Perla says, good morning. The caller was so sweet. And what she was saying is true. We used to be helpful to others, but the responsibility is key um, to better rentals. Lulu says that sometimes the damage is more than a deposit, which is true. And this is why, here's another nugget, right? If we're to have complete reform in this area, landlords, you guys need to be inspecting your rental properties at least once a quarter. How are you going to have a place to rent and allow someone to live in your place for years and you don't even know what's going on inside your house and never, you know, request an inspection, a walkthrough, once a quarter, once every six months, depending on the term of the lease. And you walk through, and if you see areas of concern, you can address it in a timely fashion. Morna says a rental board is long overdue. Jonathan says soon all landlords will have a national ID scanner, and they will be able to tell what class you're in and what kind of renter you are, and it will be so convenient for all of us. Come with some useful recommendations this Friday morning. Why don't you? Liana says Caymanians were never known to do these types of things because we were raised at morals and respect. But those that come to our country just need to find a way to blame Caymanians but themselves. Hold accountability for your own actions. The finger pointing um, will get it chopped off. What a mess. Liana says, I'm feeding my animals. I'm listening, but I have a farm to run. Martin, good morning. Says, I've had to rent my place out as I'm off island currently. And my first two tenants have let me down big time. Both came with good references. So they don't always mean anything. Mm -mm. Liana says also that an apartment can look pretty outside, but oh, geez, um, the nastiness inside. And still want to charge $2,000 or more. So, folks, um, lots of issues here. Mr. Amelia says, my heart goes out for people when I find them living in slums, not even fit for pig, and they pay so much rent. My God. It's really, really sad. Perla says, I know a molded place that is renting right now. Smith Road, across from Olga's Beauty Salon. Oh, geez, I'm peace. The, <coughs> the two-story building is terrible. It leaks, rotten, tiny. Uh, only a bunk bed fits. 
It's just awful. Leanna says some of them have the kitchen and the bathroom. We've seen those before. My God. What a mess. No, sir. <sighs> wow. All right, folks. Um, this person says the problem is if you take away the shanty town rundown apartments from NAU clients, then they'll all be homeless. It's a catch-22. You can try to make sure the places being rented are in proper condition. But if you do that, then what happens? No one else will rent to any of you clients. The whole system needs reform. Not sure what the answer is, but it's a sad situation. Let's move on. We'll come, we'll definitely circle back to this again as an ongoing concern. Good morning to Scott. I haven't seen you in a while. How are you? Scott says, it happens to anyone. I know expat families uh, who oversees owners and local status, real estate agent kept deposit over some made up BS. The same property did the same thing um, to the very next family of tenants, also expats, probably done before and still doing it today. Mm-hmm. Sonia says, so true. Landlords need to check their apartments now and again, but Lord Jesus, you got some tenants from hell. Wow. Morning, Miss Sue. How are you? Miss Sue says J.E. Banks and a few other of the MLAs um, have done nothing to help anyone who needs it, just putting more money into their banks. Well, if they have done anything, they're certainly not letting y'all know what they're doing. And that's part of the problem. I wouldn't go as far as saying they've done nothing. What I would say is that things that have been done, no one seems to know anything about. All right. Let's talk about yesterday's court appearance with the Russian-Canadian resident who got bail. Oh, um, thank you so much to my co-detectives. Um, the um, phone number that we called this morning from this landlord who is discriminating against her own Caymanians Apparently, her name is, I feel like we need a drum roll. Hold on one second. Somebody has sent me this. Is this some kind of app that you use to tell you who this is? Her name is Christine. Christine, we see you, girl. We see you trying to discriminate against your own Caymanians. And um, I hope that you get no tenants, Caymanians or otherwise, to rent your little $750 room. That is my... Sincerest desire for you. You get nobody to rent your place. How about that? This person says it's always your own lice that bites the hardest. Yes, sir. What a hot mess. All right. Let's talk about this case now with this guy. Because I tell you what, Lord Jesus. Um, I kind of feel like I shouldn't be surprised that he got bail. But I have to question what is really going going on around here, right? We have people bringing multiple firearms 
into the jurisdiction. They might think he's not a flight risk, so he was granted bail yesterday. And it seems like the DPP's office and his attorney already, it was a very short hearing. They already had the agreed upon um, bail conditions set. And it was just a matter for the judge to say, okay, let me write it down. And this is what it's going to be. Yeah. So um, this guy now is going to be rolling around the island, enjoying his vacation until and if his show gets to trial. Wow. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. There he is. So he gets bail. And yet, Caymanians have been sitting in jail, waiting for trial dates for the very same offense, and in some instances, for fewer offenses. Like, he's got six charges. And they might have one count of possession of an unlicensed firearm and they cannot get bail. So I'm asking the question, is anybody else seeing what I'm seeing on the face of it? And I do sit there and I have probably a little bit of a better understanding of how bail works and I'm not saying that every Caymanian that is caught with a firearm doesn't get, my apologies, doesn't get bail. But I know a lot of them who do not. So I'm beginning to wonder, how is the criteria fair and balanced? Leanna says, Yeah? How is it fair and balanced? This dude has six offenses, possession, and whatever of an unlicensed firearm. Please explain to me how he got bail. And not just got bail, but listen to this. I got there a little bit late, so I was catching up in court yesterday. And then they said to me, some foolishness about, oh, he doesn't even have to wear an ankle bracelet. And of course I'm like, huh? Say what? He doesn't have to wear an ankle bracelet. So there's gonna be no monitoring of this guy? You know, I'm sitting there scratching my head like, uh, okay, Jesus, please have it make sense. Because on the one hand, He's not supposed to go within certain, I think it's 100 yards or whatever, of a seaport or an airport. Okay, that's all nice and whatever. But how would you know that? Or how would you be seeking to enforce that if you don't even have an ankle bracelet electronic monitoring on this band? Call me crazy. 
But honestly, there's not making any sense. Honestly, what? No electronic monitoring? Can y'all understand what I actually just said? Yes. No electronic monitoring. And yet, they're asking him or instructing him that he is not to go within a certain number of yards of an airport or a seaport. Well, how the hell are you ever going to know if he does that if he doesn't have an electronic monitor on him? <laughs> check in once with the police. Okay. One, once a week. So I'll go on a Friday to check in. On Saturday, I'm getting on a boat, getting the hell out of here. I do get the sense, perhaps, that our judiciary is a little bit naive. Shall I say that as the kindest way? You know, I don't want to throw any dispersions and say that they must be prejudiced and that's what's really going on here. But something going on here that doesn't, on the face of it, make any logical sense. I'm not understanding this. Is it that the judiciary has a viewpoint that if you live in the Cayman Islands, right, you're not a visitor here, that you are inherently more of a risk, a flight risk and everything else because you were caught with a firearm versus someone who is a visitor in this country? How does that make any sense? Good morning, caller. Good morning, Miss Sandra. How are you today? Not bad, darling. How are you? Not too bad either. You don't have on your sex of voice today. What happened? <laughs> oh, You're getting it paired up. It's get, it getting better. It's getting better. Slowly. Good for you. Good for you. Yes. Um, I, I never caught exactly who you were speaking about, but I suspect is that Canadian guy that came in on that Canadian flight. That is correct. Okay. Russian, Russian <laughs> Canadian, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, he was coming in here thinking about Ukraine or what? Because he had three guns and ammunition. Yeah, a, shot, a shotgun, a nine millimeter semi-automatic, and a nine millimeter uh, pistol, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. And then ammunition to go with all of them. Now, how in the heck, if he's coming from Canada, how did he get through in Canada with all of this? Well... I don't know if he's a licensed, you know, they, they haven't de given us any details yet. So what we hear is more of what people telling me. So I don't know if he's actually a licensed firearm holder in Canada. I mean, that's possible, I suppose. Although Canada has very strict gun laws. But if he is, my understanding is the other country that they're coming from, they don't get in the business of trying to enforce our laws. So if he was compliant hey. with them, they're not going to enforce our laws. It's for us to do that once he hit our jurisdiction. Jesus, Lord, and and have our government, I don't care which government it is, the laws, I guess they said the laws, they haven't learned yet that you if, if they don't have an ankle bracelet, um, nothing, they just took away his passport. Mm -hmm. How... 
does all the guns, the drugs and stuff get in here by boat? Excuse me? He can go, he can hire anything to get him off of this island and they would not know that he don't have one and they he don't have on an ankle bracelet and they have not learnt yet how these people escape or how does these people get in here with all of this stuff. What what what's the matter with us? Mm-hmm. Well you see they coming in as tourists you see mm-hmm. and you know, you know, but our own we hang them. Mm-hmm. Our own we hang them. But I, I, if if I, I can spare if you can spare me another two minutes or so, I want to say something about a different subject. Sure. I, I was I was hearing and um um I heard it from more or less the sister of of, of the boy that it happened to do. Do we? Do you know if we have anyone in government that is responsible for these, for the medical part of it? Checking these places like uh, the Pines, the um, the Pines, and the old people's home down in West Bay. Um, and and the children's home to see if they've been mistreated, um, whatever. It's it, I'm wondering if that's that's going on because a friend of mine um, from down here in Westby had a had a got a brother that had a stroke. And he's a young guy, and the stroke left him speechless. So he oh, wow. he was in the pines, and then they had to put him in a hospital. And when they were taking him out of that hospital to put him back to the pines, and when she was telling me she was crying to put him back to, in the pines, he was saying, no, 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 he didn't want to go there. No, no, but he can't tell you anything else because he can't talk. He can hardly move his hands mm-hmm. and legs and stuff like that. And it makes you stop and think, what, what's going on there that mm. he don't want to go back there? Mm-hmm. And they're very poor people, and it's no do have any place else to put him, mm-hmm. not even in their own home, and he's just in his early fifties. Mm. So I'm wondering if we have any anybody checking these places, like we were talking about che- uh, checking rental mm. places. That shouldn't be done every six months. We had rental places, and that was done every month. Because they signed a contract, and we didn't want our place to go to the dolls and and, and just to collect rent and be a a, a a a real shack for for 
for people and it also is not a good outlook nor appearance or anything else on Cayman, this little small bit of island that the, the, the tourists travel all over the place, walk all over the place. Mm. So I can leave it there for now. And if you have anything of who's checking these homes, um, then I said old age home, I meant golden age home mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in, in West mm. Bay. I, I'll leave you there and good subjects as usual, Sandra. And I hope you can go on for a long, long time till you get a hundred years old. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you very much. Good day to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, I, I do pray that we don't have these same issues if I'm that old, that at least by that point we started to resolve and come up with some solutions because my God. But yes, uh, RD Limited says he got bail. Sandra, don't let me change the dial. You don't see him a while. His hands are clean and his soul is pure as clean uh, as clean white snow. Child, please. Yes, he got bail. And like I said, the possibility that the judiciary is too naive must be a very real possibility. So, yes, he's been instructed to hand in his travel documents. They made mention of an expired passport, which is probably the Russian one. But y'all sit there. You don't know that people can have travel documents on them and stuff that you don't know nothing about? Hmm? Who has verified that this man only has those two passports and none others? I'm just wondering. So you take the criminal's word for it. A criminal who had asked permission to bring these guns in was denied permission and turned around and gave us the double finger. Now what he did? When you flagrantly do something like this, that's the equivalent of what he just did. He just gave us a double finger and said, you guys are a bunch of idiots. You're a backwards little island. You can't deny me the right or whatever to bring weapons into your country I'm going to dictate how your laws work. That's what he did. He came in, crossed our borders, knowing full well he was breaking the law and could give a shit. Yeah. And he got bail yesterday. No electronic monitoring. Stay away from the airports and seaports. Don't know how they're going to monitor that. And we'll confiscate your travel documents. And you pay $30,000 CI as a bond. Now you tell me, where does this make any sense? Good morning, caller. Morning. Morning. Um, What was he coming here for? Like, was he coming to work, retire? A visit. But this this is the other thing, right? Wait, 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 wait. He was just coming on vacation. As far as we know, but that's a problem. Do we really know? Huh? Well, no, well, that, that, that I mean, he came in as a visitor at all. Well, um, <laughs> maybe you should get some clarification on exactly hmm? because I don't who, who are you gonna sure. ask him? You're gonna ask him well, to tell us the truth about what he was really up to, yeah. I think you should call him up. Which other show is going to do it? 
Lord have mercy. <laughs> no, but the, the, in order to have some sense of understanding about what might be going on, you need answers to those questions. Yes. Because because if you're, but you're not going to get Canada, answers to those questions is a problem. I don't, well, that doesn't mean you don't ask. You know how the story goes. <laughs> well, the, the questions will be in, the, in his position will be put forward in a court of law. So I can tell you something yesterday, um, even about the bail conditions, because like I said, I, I came a little bit late and I asked the question and um, his attorney said, I have been specifically instructed by my client to not answer any questions from media. So you tell me, who am I going to ask the well, questions of? I think Sandra had sources. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, let's just say scenario A, he's the, he was a gun owner in Canada, right? It would mean that he would at minimum have a decent understanding of what it would what would be involved in getting a firearm license and so if he's if he's coming to cayman just for a vacation the application makes no sense like applying for a firearm license to come on vacation mm -hmm. is that's senseless uh, uh, so i mean is, like so i what said I'm this is, isn't ukraine right not yet I, anyway well this the point i'm getting at is if a simple possession of firearm because you want it for sport or whatever. If that's if the if the details are not making sense in that context, then we probably have something even greater to worry about. The reason why I say that is, let's he he applied for a firearm. He was told no, and he brought him anyway which causes me to think about what could really be the reason why he's coming here. Mm. Remember, the Cayman Islands froze Russian assets in, in, um, in, in um, concert with the rest of the world. I'm not sure if you're paying attention, mm. but Putin has said there will be consequences. Now, and, and I'm, I, don't, I don't mean to start any unnecessary speculation. The point that I'm driving at here is that we should know what, so that we could think about what might be the case, so that we can best defend ourselves. You don't want to just be a sitting duck and a at the last moment, by the time you find out, oh, you're just a memory? No, that's foolishness. Well, I've, we should I've be received, getting answers I've received about some partial information to uh, answer your question. My understanding is he actually came through Enterprise City and their um, special economic zone program. Uh, so he was planning and living there? Apparently so. Yeah. So. Interesting. Wow. Well, even worse. Yeah, that means. Well, you see, this is like your earlier conversation about the landlords and the references and all this kind of stuff. Is that at the end of the day, those things don't mean as much, uh, Denny, as people think they do. Mm -hmm. I'm not changing the subject. The only good thing. 
sorry, Danny. The only good thing I can say about that is perhaps because he is technically, he was planning and being a resident here, will they finally convict him and send his ass to jail like the rest of us? I'm just that's wondering. A, that's, a very, that's, that's a very good point. I, I, agree with, I agree with that. You see, what I don't like, this is why I was so horrified to understand how black laws this is why I was so horrified to understand how the black laws actually work on the ground in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because because our legislation has all of those same characteristics. Yes. And and for the listeners who are out there listening to the program and don't know what you're talking about when you say black laws, give them a very short definition. It's where, and, and firearms are one of the issues. It's where, where they would... Um, they had discretion in a law to either do something or not do it. Uh-huh. And if they didn't like black people, they would not do it for black people. And if, right. and if they like white people, they would do it for white. Same law. Uh-huh. So when you read the law, you're like, well, I don't see what's racist about the law until you understand it's how they apply the law. Right. Leave me there, Denny. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. Would you have another caller? Who's calling in as well? Good morning, good, caller. Good morning. Good morning. What I was calling about this same Canadian that came in with all these guns. Didn't yes. a couple of years ago we had a a gentleman in Cayman, Brapa Little Cayman. Yes, that we were talking about him yesterday con- or day before. Full of, so how is it that this man they made this man left the island to go sort out his affairs overseas? He haven't returned. You haven't heard anything about it. It just swept under the rug, no extradition or nothing. Then there's another man coming in again. He's getting bail without an ankle monitor. It's nothing for him to basically, maybe as you said, have another passport or even jump on a boat to go to another country and, and disappear like the rest of them. When yes. the Caymanians, sometimes it just be a little simple weed or yes. a simple burger and they've got to walk around with a monitor. they got to go to hell in high water to get bail. Yep. But yet, I'm wondering if this guy have money because it looks like if you have money, you could buy your way out of Cayman. Well, it's a good question. How it and to and me, you, as a you young Caymanian, seeing how the island running is like, mm-hmm. as long as you got money, you, you could stick your chest as high as you want. Yep. But other than that, because it's a lot of things that goes under the rug, just like when the police mm-hmm. surveillance van got stolen, you don't hear nothing more about that. <laughs> Caller, so it's like, we, let, let, we, me, let me say this. We did address... Um, we talked about that David Matter's case, the guy in the brat. He uh, he absconded and left the jurisdiction. They tried him remotely and fined him, I think it was $40,000 fine. That was it. That's what he got. $40,000 fine. Yes, I guess because they had, they had a with bill. weapons and all sorts of ammunition and stuff. And then absconding the jurisdiction after they allowed so him to I, travel not once but twice. Never coming back here. Right? They find him. That that was his penalty and that was it. You, you sound like you're speechless. Okay, you have a blessed evening. <laughs> All right, my darling. I said the poor you. guy sound like he's speechless. And and um, oh gosh, did my did my phone just die on me this morning? Oh Lordy, I think it may have. Um, and I would I would understand. I would understand you being speechless because I am also finding it difficult to understand. Right? None of it makes much sense. 
Now I see that Charlene was calling, but poor her. Her phone looks like it died just as she was calling. So let me call her in the other line. Hello. Good morning, Miss Charlene. You're live on the radio. My apologies. The other phone actually but, died. But you know, we got resources. Yes, ma'am. I heard all that. All right. Well, I was calling you on behalf of somebody else. Okay. But I'm not going to drop that mess on top of you today because we need to clear out this other mess. Oh, Lord. And seeing as we got that for a topic, I'm not going to bother with hurting. And I know Lord going to make us all live to see Monday morning. You know, and I think I'll be well. But um, talking about this this gun business with this latest affair, this is, I call it show, this latest show, gun show. Um, you know, I just want to know the three um, items, the three guns that was imported by this gentleman. Mm -hmm. um, over across how many pieces of luggage? In other words, they were all in one piece of luggage. One was in one and two was in the next. How that works? Because when I heard this first, I heard that the classic excuse had been offered and that is, or proffered, and that is, um, oops, you know, I didn't know it was in there. But they seemed to me not knowing anything about guns or not as much as I really want to know. It seems to me that they're not little um, sidearms from the 1960s and 70s here in Cayman. They're not 38 and not a 30, you know, something like that. They seem to be picker off or gut type guns. And I don't see how anybody could forget that in a, in a case traveling to a country so far, far, far away. So my question is right now, for me to try to understand what's going on around me is if that was an excuse offered by the um, defendant that, oops, I had forgotten. Well, we haven't heard any defense from him as yet. Um, so we can't mm -hmm. speak to what his defense will be. And in fact, ironically, yesterday, his lawyer stood up and made a statement in court because there is a gag order in place in relation to certain things. Obviously, I can't say what that is, but <laughs> his lawyer said, um, oh, you know, I would like to just make a statement directed at local media about the discussion of this, because obviously he will be going to grand court and having a trial and he is innocent until proven guilty, which we all obviously understand. And I got the sense that his comments were directed squarely at me that we can't even discuss this issue in the community because then we might be creating a problem where he's not able to get a fair trial. So mm -hmm. once the trial begins, we will be very, very cautious on the discussions that we have, especially if it's a jury trial and we don't know if he will elect to have a jury mm -hmm. or judge alone trial. But in particular, if he has a jury trial, we have to walk on eggshells to make sure that we don't run mm -hmm. afoul of any of the court rules as it reports to the publication of opinions that could potentially get mm -hmm. to 
a jury because then they will argue, and trust me, it has happened before, that this platform <laughs> is ensuring that this man can't get a fair trial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the but question about bail is, okay. is... Yeah. Because if we wanted things to change, and I'm talking about the elected folks now, mm-hmm. there would be a change. Mm-hmm. A change that makes sense to give a defender a fair trial. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the due process, the thought of due process, because I don't think that is always necessary, especially when you're caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. Based on money and time, I think. You know, mm-hmm. but we could we, we could have a process in place legislated upon mm-hmm. that the defendant would get a fair trial, but the public would get justice as well. Because they are, and I'm not defending the gangs, you know, you know, you know that, not defending that. But we got a lot of young people locked away for 10 years mm-hmm. for foolishness. Mm-hmm. And they didn't travel anyway, but probably from East End to West Bay, from West Bay back to Bowdentown or something like that. And, and this is their, you know, most of them, this is their jurisdiction. But some of them are dead. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. It, this is not really a good optic as far as I'm concerned from a national perspective and, and what the optic that goes overseas just makes every striking one of us, not talking about the lawmakers now, mm-hmm. and the legal draftsman, if I was the legal drafts person, mm. the BS that they brings, it, 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 I don't know, it, they couldn't bring it before me. They would have to straighten that out before they get to me to make me look like a jackass mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's not even making any sense. And this is like at least to a year for several years now it seems in my head mm-hmm. a year and, and every time it's the same mumbo jumbo the same caymanians looking stupid but i want to tell them people up there who make the laws that every time i look stupid on their behalf people mm-hmm. some people understand that i don't write no legislation mm-hmm. and nothing to do with it yeah. but i know how monday morning it's time for um this this um elderly ladies thing called cost of living mm-hmm. and she gave me a basket full so I, like i say i don't want to take you off your topic because we need to know this right, and not in little bits and pieces but we need to know it comprehensively yeah. thank you you're most welcome all right folks um so unfortunately my, my regular phone line um has died um I, I i knew last night it was a little bit low but i um <coughs> sorry I didn't charge it because sometimes they tell you, especially with these electronic devices, that you need to let them die completely before charging them. So I didn't realize it was going to die during the show, child, but I guess we've had a few calls. So you can still catch me on the WhatsApp on the 324-1612 number. So if you want to call that number via WhatsApp only, not direct, um, you can still get on the program. So we're going to go for about another um, half an hour or so, a little bit into overtime. All right. So um, one person says, I would like to see a picture of Miss Charlene. I love her and her comments. This other person says, we are being hoodwinked as it relates to jobs in Cayman. I used to be um, that one of the most common ways to look for a job in Cayman was a newspaper. Newspapers no longer exist in Cayman, just like the Cayman in protection law. <laughs> Many jobs now are through employment firms who screen applicants and more than likely select individuals for jobs who are like them. Um, All right, a little bit off topic this morning, but maybe we can get to this topic a bit more next week. 
another person made the comment that they have a family member who is incarcerated and they're like, um, you know, their family members in jail for the same offense. So how, why is their family member in jail? My brother-in-law has been in remand since July of last year and isn't on trial yet. So they're wondering why can't their brother-in-law get, get bail? Hmm. What a mess. Let me just have a look here. Um, so this guy has a connection to the economic zone. This is, this is interesting. And it lends a whole slew of questions, which we have had before about this Cayman economic zone. Cause you know, they get free, they get uh, preferential treatment with certain things, including the issuance of work permits. They don't have to advertise those jobs, et cetera, et cetera. People in the economic zone supposedly um, are not actually um, engaging in any business in the local market. So this is a special economic zone, S-E-Z-C is what they call it. They're going to be building this whole Cayman tech city. They talk about uh, commerce and commodities and derivative city and all kind of stuff. CaymanEnterpriseCity.com, you can go check them out. Uh, that, that's, this is the big project now that's going to go off of the Linford Pearson Bypass. And there's a school that's going in there. It's big business for people to be able to get in the economic zone. But I myself, from past experience, has wondered what sort of due diligence do the people in the economic zone do? Because they are responsible and supposed to be asking questions as it relates um, to these individuals. All the KYC stuff goes through the economic zone. They have compliance people who are responsible for that. And I can tell you, I know for a fact. They have dropped the ball previously. Uh, Diana says, like Dwayne says, Miss Sue says, totally agree with that too. Everton says, don't be surprised if there's not other people in your country that was in it with this guy. There's a whole lot more to the story. So the police department, uh, their detectives, if they have to do a tiling, a, a tiling investigation, I don't know if that's supposed to be something else. Uh, there are all the people involved in this country. One person not going to just bring three guns into a country that apparently you don't know nothing about other people involved. Well, I don't know how they're going to find out what was really going on here. Who? who, who I don't know. You're moving here to live in your nice cushy villa. And I guess you got enough money that you can pay. Because listen, how the economic zone works is you pay to get into the economic zone. And you have to rent from them. It's a whole government thing, you know. <clears throat> so you actually have to rent from within the economic zone. All your offices and everything the economic zone provides you. So at one point they were they were subletting from Dart in one of his buildings there on the waterfront. Um, I forget the name of the building now, but the one that's right on the corner, right across from the fort, uh, right right there by the terminal. They were renting that building. They had people in there. 
Uh, they were renting down by West Bay Road, um, where H, uh, HSBC Bank used to be. So they took a bunch of space in there. And then they're subletting it out to people who are in the zone. So the economic zone is in a number of different locations. And so in order to get into the economic zone, you pay, the special economic zone law applies, and you pay to be a part of that. And you have to pay all sorts of stuff. You not, you pay them rent. They offer you um, coffee mug and coffee services. You pay for that. You pay your work permits through them. They process your work permits. They handle all your paperwork. It's like a whole thing with concierge service available. So their website claims that they are the Cayman Islands government who was set up and allowed this economic zone. This was another idea under McKeever Bush, as I recall. And um, I forget which Kerr-Colonel runs the um, economic zone. One of the Kerr-Colonels does. Uh, facilitating and encouraging further economic growth and attracting additional international investment through the enactment of the special economic zone law. The law specifically caters for exempted companies and exempted limited partnerships, creating an alternative licensing regime as well as a number of additional incentives for entities that have already established or wish to establish a physical presence in the islands. So they're physically here, but the idea is that they don't do business here, so they're not considered a local company. So it goes on to say, Cayman's SEZ enables companies to take advantage of the island's jurisdictional benefits, along with a series of appealing concessions granted by the government. And trust me, they are appealing. So they do hire staff and all this kind of stuff, and they don't have to advertise any of those positions locally. Hmm? Hmm? You understand what I'm saying? Right. So it goes on to say that organizations located within Cayman Special Economic Zone by... Cayman Enterprise City, which is CEC, may carry on business in, part, in any part of the world. However, business activities conducted in the Cayman Islands are restricted to activities that, in, that are in the furtherance of their offshore business. In other words, they're not competing with the domestic Cayman market. Listen now. Listen carefully. They're also exempt, subject to certain conditions from any liability or obligation to pay any direct, direct or indirect taxes, import or other duties or fees, including in respect of registration, filing, employment, profits, income, gains, appreciations, transfers, assets, property, real estate, blah, blah, blah. It's an extensive list. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, it says here that with specific exemption from import duty on branded stationery, marketing materials, and related paraphernalia of SEZ enterprises that may be, are, or are to be levied by or on behalf of the government machine now in the end of 2061 calendar year. Yes, honey, Charlie got an exemption until 2061. One of the attractive features of setting out within the SEZ 
is the bundling of most, if not all, of the regulatory costs attached to carrying on business uh, from the Cayman Islands and a single fee payable to CEC. Another attractive benefit is the speed and ease at which companies can be set up within their respective zones. Work permits can be granted in five days and businesses can be set up and fully operational in four to six weeks. Poor Irvlin. She's like, what? Why? How I don't know not about this economic zone? I'm going to tell you all something. I worked for a company that had their parent company in the economic zone. So I know a little bit about how it works. Charlie Kirkkernel, thank you, Magdalene. He's the one who heads up the economic zone. Goes on to say that although these same activities can be carried out by businesses in the Cayman Islands, which do not have a SEZ Enterprise Trade Certificate, a certificate provides benefits including exemption or partial exemption from aspects of the immigration law, the trade and business licensing law, customs law, and other legislation. So you see, already these people come in through this economic zone thinking that they're special. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised that he decided to ignore our legislation and just jump up and bring weapons into our country despite the fact that he was expressly told no. Because he's like, oh, I got money. I'm a rich person. Nobody can tell me no. I'm part of the economic zone. So I do whatever the hell I want. Thank you, CBC, for correcting him. It's a whole thing, folks. There's no need to advertise job opportunities within the economic zone. They get special annual work permits are available and arranged by CEC. Particular benefits are rising due to reduced administration. No import duty is payable in respect of a wide range of items, including computer equipment required by qualified entities established within the zone. Listen to me. Not saying that this is not a project idea, and I don't know how much money government is making off of this. But y'all better know what's really going on. So within um, Cayman Enterprise City, they have the K-Tech City, Cayman Commodities and Derivatives City, and Cayman Maritime and Aviation City. They've already broken ground and they're highly anticipated what they call campus. 50 acres located between South Sound and Georgetown. So again, this is the construction that's happening there right off of the Linford Pearson. Scott has a different opinion on this. Scott says, I'm pretty sure that they also keep the guns. So taking the passport and bailing him seems logical, doesn't it? His actions are egregious, especially if his firearms permit was denied. But take the guns, take the passport. With the guns being found and seized at the airport, thankfully, is not the same as them being discovered and removed from local presence. Well, Scott, how far removed is it from not being the same? And I understand your point because this is what the judges are probably thinking in their heads, although they never say it. That, you know, if a local person has a gun, that's a gun that was going to be used to commit a local crime. 
and hurt locals. And the reason that the legislation was put in place with the 10-year minimum sentence and the seven-year minimum sentence was specifically to address gun violations in conjunction with the commission of local crimes and gang activity. Because at the time that the law was passed, it was a record number of people who were murdered that year with the use of firearms. Okay. Understood up to a point. So that means that anyone who comes here bringing in a firearm, we assume that they, they are not going to be using that in the commission of a crime locally? That they're using it to do what exactly? Join the shooting club? Go shoot some fish? Shoot a bird? The law of possession is very clear. And he has been charged with possession of an unlawful firearm, six counts, importation and possession. So if he has breached that same law, I'm a little bit at a loss for why a different standard is being applied to these individuals who come into the country. We don't know what his intent would have been. This is the thing. We have no idea. So if we have no idea what his intent is, how do we jump to the conclusion to give him the benefit of the doubt? Based on what? I don't know if this man is a lunatic. If he intended to go with all these weapons and shoot up a local restaurant and kill multiple people, semi-automatic rifle and all kind of thing. I can't presume just because he's a foreign national that he's from Canada. And so therefore he's not, he doesn't have a propensity towards violence. Only Caymanians do. So only Caymanians walking around with a gun in the local community are going to be a threat to anybody. And so everybody else can get a little fine. Well, a $30,000 bail condition seems like it's nothing to this man. There's a lot of questions. I'm telling you straight up. I have questions. What on earth was he thinking? Clearly, no respect for our laws. And yet, we're prepared. I'm sure after all is said and done, he's going to be able to stay in the economic zone. How much, how much money you want bet? Hmm? Here's a comment from a listener to the program. They said, um, so he was coming here, but it is said that he will stay with his wife. So is his wife here working, it would seem. So, you know, they're able to bring in family members as part of this economic zone plan. And they get to be part of this certificate. Sorry, they go on to say, it's very sad and our own don't get bail, but it seems like the judicial system is on against Caymanians. Enterprise cities, how these people are coming in 
because they have a police clearance with a record, meaning they're thieves and other stuff on it, we're letting them come here. The place is hiring all sorts of criminals and everyone on the ending and everyone of the ending up becoming PR holders. And this is where islands are going. If this enterprise city crap doesn't end, it is taking us down the wrong path. These people working for that enterprise city have money because they are running their own companies through enterprise city. Only God knows what's going on there under that system. The work permit is almost free. This is what this person says, because it's just over a thousand dollars for a person. The place needs to be closed down. Lord Jesus. Charles Kerkernel is the owner, but he is, oh Lord, have mercy. We can't say that now because, you know, Charles Kerkernel would be having his lawyers call me in two jiffies. Um, it goes on to say, um, it is very, very sad. They get PR for the same little things over $1,000. Ay, ay, ay. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, someone says, so you know, the construction of Enterprise City has been ongoing for the last 18 to 24 months. They've been keeping it quiet so that the environmentalists leave them alone. The site access is always monitored and locked after hours. Um, so they reminded me that the building I was thinking of was the flagship building, and they still rent it and Brit K building on Eastern Avenue as well. Um, and that Charlie runs it. Hmm. Ah, Lord have mercy. What a mess, folks. That's all I can tell you at this point. That's what I got. Um, we will continue to monitor this case as it progresses through the courts. We will merely keep you updated. And uh, I guess that's the most that I can promise <laughs> to keep you guys up to date. What a situation. Um, so just a quick update on the Windsor Parks. So let me just play the videos that we received in relation to that as part of sort of our New situations. Apparently, someone was being arrested. Here we go. And around, like, I don't know what. Everybody's repeating the misinformation. And by the time the time. <laughs> they were listening to the show and recording. Here we go. Here's another video. Understanding takes time. And if you're not doing it at all, what the fuck are you or you're trying to do it after the fact, so you send out you your press release, the compass side. puts out there. Inaccurate mm -hmm. headline to garnish a couple no. of views. I don't now know you know. have to backtrack. So and somebody try to got pulled out. misinformation. Somebody got arrested. All right, RCIPS, do your thing. We're happy to see you out and about and working and making some arrests. Hopefully, it's arrest that will stick and lead to a conviction. Folks, that's all the time that I've got. You guys have a beautiful and safe weekend. And uh, we will see you on, um, oh, someone says, don't we have sanctions against Russians doing business in Grand Cayman? Well, he's a Russian citizen, I'm sure. He hasn't lost that citizenship, but he's coming by way of Canada. So he might very well have traveled just on his Canadian papers.
Get me? Yeah, so have a positive day, everyone. Here's our news buzz headlines this morning from Kevin Wattler. Hello, I'm Kevin Watler, and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. Here's a summary of some of Cayman's latest headlines. A 33-year-old West Bay man showed what appeared to be a firearm at another motorist in a collision on Wednesday, then took the police on a high-speed chase, hitting three vehicles, including a police vehicle, before he was caught. Customs and Border Control Enforcement Officer 45-year-old Timothy or Timmy McKenzie, who was arrested last year, pleaded guilty to possession of two handguns and over 50 rounds of ammunition when he appeared in court on Wednesday. In other court news, 45-year-old Anton Pargin was granted bail on Thursday. Magistrate Christy Gunn granted the bail with several conditions, including a CI $30,000 cash bond payment. He's the Russian citizen Canadian resident who is charged with the importation of three firearms over the weekend. The Cayman Islands Department of Tourism's regional manager for the UK and Europe, Adrian White, is facing an internal line of inquiry after it was discovered that he sponsored his child's under-16 hockey club with DOT funds without declaring his interest in the organization. Not only was White's daughter a member of the team, but he is also the team manager. The Ministry of Planning, Agriculture, Housing and Infrastructure has announced that Troy Worms has been confirmed in the position of Director at the Public's Works Department. As Director, Mr. Worms is responsible for planning and directing the operations of PWD's divisions, sections and units to ensure the provision of comprehensive high-quality services in a cost-effective and timely manner. The Cayman Islands Fire Service responded to an alarm at the Cayman Islands Hospital after the alarm was triggered by smoke in a mechanical room located in the dialysis unit on Wednesday. Patients in dialysis, urgent care, pharmacy and MRI were escorted from the affected areas until the all clear was given. Now for your CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise at 6.59, partly cloudy skies are expected. When the temperature is at 82 degrees Fahrenheit and humidity at 73% like the forecast calls for, it will feel like it's in the mid to high 80s. Winds east-northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour and the sun sets at 6.19. At nighttime, the temperature falls to the mid 70s. Looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected. If you would like to know more on any of these stories, visit caymanmallroad.com or follow Cayman Mall Road on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. That's it for now on The Daily Buzz, but thank you for joining me. Please stay safe and God bless. for tuning in to another episode of the cold hard truth on bobo 89.1 fm 
Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels. And visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 